Hello, and welcome to the Arch Elliott Podcast. Number one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. For 2001, of course, obviously. Yeah, that was number one. Subject. Well, I know not surprisingly, right? So I was just gonna say, you know, it's funny. So, you know, thinking back on that film, you know how CGI for some of the creatures was kind of already starting to become a thing. And the, I guess if you look back at it now, it's so outdated <laughs> for 2001. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff is outdated, like the, the Quidditch scenes. It's like, oh, or the, or the beast. A little, a little painful to watch. <laughs> you know what I? To be honest, I wouldn't mind going back and watching that film just for that nostalgia. I loved the Harry Potter movies. I really did. I enjoyed all of them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I remember it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And I remember in 2007 when the final book came out, also around the same time that the fifth movie came out, they accidentally sent the final book out to to people that had pre-ordered. And so I got it like two weeks ahead of time. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, so, and so then they're like, they send out messages, um, please don't oh, read the book. I'm please, like, please, I'm please. too late. I've already started. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, um, the composer for I the care. song uh, was John Williams. John Williams, yeah. And that, yeah, like the score in there is so good. And, and the guy that made the, yeah, and, and the guy that made the poster he pretty much he made posters for um Indiana Jones. Drew make... Struzan. Drew Struzan, yeah. Yeah, he he did that. So he kind of had like these two people. He had like these two people that combined into Harry Potter, and you make you have a pretty good series there. Um, and then number two is Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the yep. Ring. Which that yeah, I was gonna say that it's kind of interesting that like the two biggest fantasy franchises of our of our day came out that year they both started that year yeah shrek is number three. Oh, that was huge there's three well, I'm monsters is monster number inc three. is number three and four and shrek is four. Oh, are you looking at the wikipedia yeah that's weird because mine says yeah. monster inc is number three and then shrek is four I'm looking at uh, the box office mojo, which is domestic. So. Oh, 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 okay. I think, okay, so what it shows on Wiki is worldwide. Oh, okay, worldwide. So, yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah, now Shrek is kind of weird. Like, for me, I kind of only saw bits and pieces of the first one. I never, like, the only one I actually truly watched all the way was the second one, the third one. Second one was, was the best, it. I think. <laughs> Well, you have to admit, though, Shrek started in 2001, started a franchise. It was Shaolin. a pretty big animated thing for the time. Shaolin Soccer is an awesome movie. I don't know if we'll talk about it more later. I don't think I have not seen that. Have any of you guys seen it? I haven't. I don't know it's, about it. It's really good. And I don't know if his follow-up movie, uh, the f- filmmaker of the Shaolin Soccer follow-up movie, um, I, I might say it wrong, Kung Fu Hustle, I think. Oh, okay. Is an awesome, awesome movie, and it's Shaolin pronounced Soccer. Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaolin Soccer was his previous movie, so if you know about Kung Fu Hustle, if you I've like that kind of, I've heard of that. 
but I've never Kung Fu watched Russell it. is like a great, great movie. It, it, action comedy, it's like so good. And, really? and Shaolin Soccer is, uh, you know, it's not as good, but it's good. It's funny. It's good action comedy. What's it about? Soccer? Because that, that automatically loses it. Yeah. Just, well, and it's, <laughs> he kind of uses Shaolin soccer. He doesn't. uses martial arts to be good at soccer. And there's like oh, physical, okay. physical humor and goofy, goofy stuff too. It's lighthearted. Um, Who's but yeah, it? it's really, they're, they're like above average films. They're really, I think Stephen Chow maybe was the guy. Okay. But um, yeah. So yeah, that's. Um, the Monster Inc. Obviously made it on the list. Yeah, well. And then Shrek, and then Ocean's Eleven, which I've never. Wait a minute! I don't know if I've seen this one. No, you haven't. I haven't seen it. You know what? Really, that's a classic. Yeah, I know. It's a high. Okay, here's a couple reasons why it's a heist movie. I'm not crazy about heist movies, so I'm just kind of like, eh. But also, it's it's George Clooney, and I'm eh about George Clooney, so I just eh, not interested. But I know that it's. I mean, it's highly regarded from what I understand. And I think in one of those Oceans movies, um, the same guy who played in Brotherhood of the Wolf was in one of those movies, like where he was doing the- Vincent Park. Castle, when he's doing the uh, acrobatic- the dan- and, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vincent Castle's awesome. He's that French dude. I like him. He's really acrobatic. Really like wait, 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 wait. Who's a good actor? Yeah, good actor, confident, he's, cool. Okay, so Arturo, you saw this movie. Yeah, yeah, I know it. But... He's the dude with the arm. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> in, Which, in Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah. If nobody's seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, I don't want to give spoilers. So that's Yeah, well, I, I was going to bring that up. What Brotherhood of the Wolf was actually a really good, like, foreign movie from 2001. Um, it is actually based on a true thing that did happen over there, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. But everything around the movie is, like, you know, fictionalized. Um, have you, well... You know what, Sin? What was it called? What, what what did they call this sort of thing? I, I keep forgetting. The Beast of Oh gosh, it's a French yeah, word. Yeah, it's though. a French word. It's a French word, and I can't speak French, despite watching Amelie. Blue. I can't speak French. Um, Beast for the of, French title, or no the the name of the movie was Brotherhood of the Wolf, but it's based on the Beast of Gevaldon or whatever. Gevaldon. Yeah, yeah, I'll put okay. it up in the chat. Pretty much, uh, the okay, the synopsis, real life, true real life events, but there was like this beast killing people in in France. They don't know what it and was. They don't, they don't even know what the thing was. Um, now they claim that they killed the thing, and apparently it killed about 100 people, which surprised me of how many people it killed. Yeah, there's varying and, reports, but it, it, ki- it wasn't like it just killed one or two people. It killed many people. It's like, and they don't know what it was. The Beast of Galvedon. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating uh, true life story. So they base the Brotherhood of the Wolf around this story. That's cool. And if you guys haven't seen it, I mean, I remember when it came out. I see in, um, you know, trailers for it, and I just remember the the beginning. Like they had these hats. The two guys have these hats and these collars of their coats that come up to here. And I was like, this is a strange looking movie. What is this? It's it was 1700s like, clothing. Yeah, yeah, because it takes place like in the 1700s. And it's like there's Kung Fu stuff going on in it because Mark DeCascos is in there. And so he does a lot of fighting. He's all into that type of stuff. It's just a really good, he plays like a- A native. 
a Native American that is brought over by his French buddy, and they're there to investigate this beast that's killing all these people. And so they stumble upon like this big conspiracy and and, and you have this nice, beautiful, nice, beautiful, beautiful lady. Women, yeah, that played by what's her name, Monica Bellucci, Vincent Vincent Casal's um, wife at the time. Yeah. And so, it, have you seen it, B? Oh no, no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, no, I haven't seen it. I know the name, um, and I know who's in it. But just when you mentioned Monica Bellucci, I remembered her and Vincent Vincent Castle together. Yeah, yeah, they were in there together. They were in a few movies together, but I just I love that movie. Um, it's my favorite foreign language film. Yeah, the dubbing. The dubbing, the English dubbing, actually isn't too bad. So that's what we stuck with <laughs> when we watched it. Was the English dub. Right. So that's not in the top the, ten, but it was better than the battle royale's dubbing. <laughs> oh gosh, don't the dubbing in that wasn't even though even so though it's, it's got it's got really good like those voice actors that were in that were in some animes are good voice actors. It's just it seemed like the dub didn't work right. I think it didn't realm. help that the acting was a little overdramatic too. Yeah. In that movie. But, okay, but we're anyways, getting off track. Brotherhood of the Wolf. I would recommend that 2001 movie. If you like history mixed with conspiracy. Action, some action, yeah, action. fighting. Is it, you know, the, the CGI is a little dated, like when they show the creature. Um, that's probably, for me, one of the main sort of weaknesses about the film but it's certainly not enough to kind of it's not enough to detract from my enjoyment it, i thought it was it was really really good movie. and then there was oh yes number six was pearl harbor which i only saw the attack on pearl harbor scene slash Wait, the bombing yes i to be honest i to this day i have not watched the whole thing i just remember watching the attack scene but i mean you skipped four and five did we talk about? Yes, we did, but briefly, we can go back and do it. Like, because four was Shrek, five yeah, was Ocean's Eleven. Wait, no, okay. I've got a whole different list. Where are you looking? box office domestic for O one. We got a conspiracy going on. Uh, Actually, okay, that's what. Exit the chat. That's what everyone's too. looking at. Okay, well, okay. So, what are your? What's your list then? Because you guys are looking at a whole different. I'm looking at Wikipedia. I know, but I'm. I was. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go back to Wikipedia because I thought it's the the. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I just always kind of uh, um, lean on the Wikipedia version because that includes worldwide. I um, usually just click the first thing that pops up. So. Oh. I <laughs> Wait, I was gonna say so. Yeah, the Pearl Harbor movie. I only saw like bits of it. Never watched it all the way. I heard it's just like this romantic movie it's a little boring yeah. for me a little sappy i think the main reason that i even watched it was because by the time i got around to watching it 9 11 had already happened and i was just feeling very um angry and just wanted to watch something that showed like the u.s whooping butt on people that had attacked us that's what <laughs> Pearl harbor did and so well, that's I the can, main reason i watched it you know and also i could give the Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say because, you know, Apapa had served in the war. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, there's kind of. Wait, a, you know, one of our family members was at Pearl Harbor. One of our family he was a cook. Was, yeah, he was a cook. And he was but on he just, base, not on one of the ships. And he said when the attack happened, he, he threw his pots and pans and ran like hell. <laughs> the only thing I remember about his story. Well, I could give the movie one credit. Like, I will say they did capture the attack 
well. Well, I haven't seen Gosford Park. They did capture the attack well. I heard the 70s version is better, though. Tora, Tora, Tora. Yeah, Tora, Tora, Tora. I haven't seen that one. I I heard that they actually got the Japanese to film their portion, and then we filmed our portion. Wait, okay, Uh, I found the Wikipedia, but you still did skip two movies. No, we talked about... um, We talked a little bit about Monster, Inc., a bit of Shrek. Rush Hour 2, number five? No, it's what? not on my what? What in the heck? This is Wikipedia film one. Okay. okay, I'm looking at 2001 Colin. in film. Check the private chat for Streamlabs. I'm just gonna, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm doing so this on my own. I don't I'm see so Rush Hour on them. All of these links here. What's going on? <laughs> I'm on a whole different page. I'm, I'm in a thing, it says 2001 in film, and they have a whole list of years, and it doesn't even show Rush Hour 2 as being in the top well, 10. Speaking of Rush Hour 2, we could talk about Rush Hour 2. That was another good uh, sequel to the first yeah. Rush Hour. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. <laughs> and um, what's that guy's name again? Uh, he was in Chris The Fifth Tucker. Element. Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so those are classics. classics. I love those, but those, those buddy movies. They were fun. It's like the yeah. same with like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Except, Except I think this. Rush Hour was funnier. It yeah, it's it's more funny. Definitely more more comedic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Colin, I don't know what you were looking at. I don't know. It says highest score. It's list of two thousand one box office number one films. The United States Wikipedia. Oh, that's right. oh. You're on the domestic list again. Oh. Oh. Okay. Interesting. So we're. God, so somebody was going to say one thing is that. <laughs> I noticed there's a lot more uh, kids movies, less adult movies. And that, like, remember, I was trying to make that a theme, like each year. Yeah. There's more because this year I would say there's two movies for adults in the top ten: Hannibal and Pearl Harbor. Maybe Ocean's Eleven, and then the rest are either kids movies or family movies. But like Jurassic Park three, Mummy. That's I mean, that's not for adults. That's for Planet, kids and adults. Planet of the Apes. Was that yeah, for, I feel like that's for teens and adults, though. That I mean, those kind of things. They're like I don't feel like they're they want teens to see them, so they kind of dumb it down. Like it's they're not trying to sell it to just adults the way like Hannibal, like an R-rated film is that you yes, feel like. I feel like adult films are like I don't know if there's any adult films in the top ten anymore. You know, they're all that kind of corporate. Like everyone can like it, even if you're you know. 14. Well, it depends. Well, I mean, Joker was in the. That's a, that's an adult film. I never yeah. saw it, but I know that is an adult. <gasps> you haven't seen Joker? No. What? I I don't. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's just something that I think, like, I, I don't want to. I don't like that kind of. It's a touchy subject matter where it's like yeah. the mental illness kind of thing. Like yeah. I don't want to look down on them or look up to them. You know what I mean? Well, it, it the the thing the interesting thing about it, and I think the reason why it had such an impact on me, and I know this is not two thousand one at all, but he, it took this classic villain, bad guy, and it made him a sympathetic character. You don't really feel like you're looking down on him, yeah. and I, I mean, I I didn't myself. I I felt sorry for him because he people were such assholes to him, and yeah. it makes you understand what it was that made him like snap, snap. Yeah. yeah and so you feel sorry for him but you're horrified at the same time at what he's doing 
Um, yeah, I mean, I probably will. If I'm in the mood, I'll watch it. <laughs> like, it's, I had the option, I just wasn't. It's in pretty the mood. intense. It's it's intense, yeah. though. Very. Really yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, Spirited Away, yes, came out in 2001. I actually recently Island saw that, that last year. <laughs> yeah, last year, like the 20th anniversary. First yeah. time. That's but a weird one. It is strange. It, isn't it, it is a little weird, but it's kind of like that magical weirdness. It is magical it. weirdness, but it, it, com, all of his movies are weird. For me, that was kind of the hardest one to, to get into. Really? It's that one. They aired that thing a lot on Cartoon Network. I remember every, like, so Saturdays, it, it's just constant. Yeah, it's, I, it's a classic. A lot of people like it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, I it think it still holds up for... The witch ladies with the small body and the big head, that was like... <laughs> I don't like that art style. <laughs> and then that big stinky creature that came in and got in the vet. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He he kind of goes there sometimes, but they, yeah, he, I guess he does. I mean, there's other movies he probably would like, like when it comes to other things that, like he. Let's see. I know the first I one. I wanted was to like see the, the one with Christian Bale in it, but oh, I, yeah. I wasn't able to. Isn't that House Moving Castle? Yeah, that one. Yeah, and then one. also I wanted to see Castle in the Sky. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I they were showing it at our theater because and uh, I, we I couldn't see it. Before. We only saw Spirited Away, and then stuff was going on. I think this was like, you know, we were dealing with Scooter, and Chibi had her issues with her teeth, and then Scooter went downhill in December. Yeah, so, you know, we just it just didn't work out. So. Was it Ghibli Fest? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Did, did they have it in your area, too? Oh, yeah. They have. They've had it, like, for the past however many years. I actually went to it. I want to say, was that... It's hard to tell time now with how everything is going. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think it was probably like maybe three or four years ago, and I saw. Okay. Like, I saw. I think I saw, and some of these I had seen before, and then I had friends who hadn't seen it. So, Spirited Away. Um, we saw Spirited Away. We saw Howl's Moving Castle, and then My Neighbor Totoro. That was my first time seeing that one. Yeah, they they were playing that one too. I wasn't all of them. Wasn't really interested to see that one because it just looked kind of like. I don't know. Look, look, that one looked a little boring. I wanted something with some intrigue, and yeah. and and so I figured like Howl's Moving Castle would be pretty cool. Yeah, and, it's, 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 there is a scene where um, Christian Bale kind of does like that sort of rough voice, like Batman. Like Batman. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is just before he did Batman. Oh, that's Batman. Right. <laughs> Um, number number six, or no, not sorry, number seven, the the Mummy Returns. I really liked it at the time. I did. At I mean, the time, yeah. We, we bought it and watched it a bunch. You know, I like just, I remember them in the balloon and like the pyramid yeah. and just, it's fun. It's a fun, that's a blockbuster, you know? That's yeah. a blockbuster kind of thing. You know, before I like, was, I, like Marvel movies every year, we had, you know, like Mummy Returns and stuff like yeah. that. That was when Dwayne Johnson first showed up, right? As yeah. In the second, okay. The CGI right. doesn't really oh, hold up today. Oh, yeah. I think this is movie debut. It was. Yeah, it I was. Forgot that. Yeah. It was. It, I remember it, people were kind of like making fun of him. Like, he's a wrestler, you know? Like, I don't think anyone expected he'd be number one in the world now. Right. Yeah, yeah he's come a long way. He's gone sure. over. Yeah. Um, but, well, I liked, okay, what interests me about the movie was just the historical setting. Kind of that Indiana okay. Jones. Yeah, sort of, I mean, I still think the first one's better. 
you, but it, it's it, fun. I, I remember at the time liking the second one better because it was more comedic. And I, yeah. and I remember when we first saw it, uh, we were at Buddy Indiana's Arturo, and I don't remember if you watched it with us at, then. No, I remember seeing bit, bits of it. I think I some we stuff kind sick. of like I had a sore throat. I felt like crap, and that movie kind of distracted me from how I felt, and it was really funny. But now I don't feel like it's. I don't feel like it's as good as the first one. Like it's good, but not like I think the first one's better. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because it had more of kind of like a horror spin to it. Like when I saw it, I was surprised by how dark and creepy so many aspects right. was. And so, I oh think yeah, with the second, it kind of goes in more of a family friendly sort of vibe, especially yeah. with the mastermind and everything. So yeah, yeah, that's true. The number eight was Jurassic Park three, which I have not seen. Man, I thought it was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I think looking back now, it's almost like it's not a bad movie, but it can't, it doesn't, it, it can't hold up to Jurassic Park. Like, if it had been a different title, yeah, you know, and just different characters and title, because it's just like an all right movie to watch. It's got dinosaurs and action, but like, it's not anywhere near the level of In of the, the City or even the second one. I don't even think I, the first I don't, is that the one with Tia Leone in it? It is, yeah. yeah. And Sam Neill returns, and Sam Neill's cool, but it just felt like, man, it felt forced. Even at the time, it felt mm -hmm. forced. Yeah, I think the issue is that with the first Jurassic Park, there's it's a very simple concept. It's, it's these people trying to kind of play God and then control something that technically can't be controlled, and it kind of even gets horrorish in that film when they're in the midst of all this, and everything mm -hmm. goes haywire and breaks free, and they're trying to survive in the midst of... <laughs> of these of these creatures you know coming at them from every which way and so i think once you get away from that there's really not to say that there's nowhere to go but a big part of that that premise or that that kind of the way the story plays out is what makes that first film so great and that's why it still stands out but the other two it's it's about all the other things mm. i couldn't tell you now if i even saw the second i don't even remember <laughs> see that because that that's how unimpressive i guess they are i was very surprised see when i watched the first jurassic park i was very surprised that samuel jackson was in that movie yeah i completely forgotten he was in there <laughs> oh i remember them yeah <laughs> but boy i i wasn't expecting that movie to go different places like the first one i think the second lost world's pretty good i think i think it's a lot better than three yeah. It's, I mean, one's a league of its own because, I mean, Spielberg directed The Lost World and it has more action and it's a, it just feels better. I don't know. It's, it's better to me at least, but it doesn't work the, yeah, the story, the story is kind of pointless and, and the characters like in, they ruined Ian Malcolm. And so I don't, I don't know. I see it's, it's like a, I wouldn't lump two and three together. I think it's like, one's perfect two is a step down and then three is another big step down and then mm. jurassic world is okay it's like i honestly think lost world's better than jurassic world i think the second one really i think the yeah jurassic world really right jurassic I mean, I, I don't know, we're not talking about that is now that the, is that the first one with chris pratt right and it's uh, the second one's Bad. The second yeah, one, yeah, the second one wasn't great. But like the, yeah. even the first one, like I was like, stoked, but it it didn't have the tension of like feeling like the dinosaurs are right there and about to get them. 
Like, mm. I felt like it just felt safe the whole time I was watching it. I'm like, they're not going to, like, they're not. Have you read the book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the book the is book funny. Is scary. When I was, I was eight years old when the movie came out, and my parents were like, it's PG-13, you can't see it, people get eaten. And so they <laughs> got me the book, and I read the whole book, you Ooh. know, in like a week, 10 days at eight years old. And I was like, there's some pretty violent stuff in here. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was an adult when I read it and it scared me. I was I was convinced there was a velociraptor under the bed. Yeah. Like I didn't want good. to get up to go to the bathroom because I was like, it was there's good. a velociraptor. And honestly, I think that might be why I like Lost World the movie more too, because there's also a Lost World the book that Michael Crichton wrote. And I read yeah, that I never book. Read that one. The book is great. It's a lot different than the movie, but it's still some similar through lines that the movie had with the book. Is it as but, good as Jurassic Park, the book? The, the I think it's like, a lot closer in quality than really? the, the okay. second movie is, because it's Michael Crichton, and it's right. I didn't realize of, until recently that he had written like a, another one, a follow-up. I guess I yeah, just the Lost World. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's really good, and it, it's similar to the the movie in that it's like Malcolm goes back to the island to like do something and then there's like some mercenaries there that are trying to like get dinosaur eggs to take back and so they kind of come across of course. sometimes but okay it, it's similar in that sense and that's kind of like malcolm and a crew go back to the island for some reason they cross paths with the mercenaries and shit. but it's yeah it's good i it's really talking about it makes me want to read it <laughs> yeah i i want i think i i feel like i would like to listen to the first one well i read the first one but i feel like i'd like to listen to the first one and then go on to the second one because everything will be real fresh in yeah. my brain but yeah it's um, and then planet of the apes number nine real quick i was going to say the second the second uh, the last word always stands out to me because i remember that scene where the little girl gets devoured by tiny little uh, dinosaurs. Copies? You mean the Russian dude? The mm -hmm. Russian dude, right? The Russian guy. No, I'm talking about the little girl. The little girl. The Wait, so a then, little girl gets her. eaten by the little ones? Yeah, because like, she's feeding them, and then all of a sudden they all start like surrounding her. Oh, early, they, like early, early, like the first scene. Yeah, and then yes. her parents run, and you see them screaming as yeah, they that was, find her. Oh, that was in the second yeah. movie. Yeah, I forgot about it. that's how. Oh I man! Wow, I'm surprised they went. They went there. They did. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you never forgot it. <laughs> Colin, do you play Ark Survival Evolved? No, I've not heard of that one. No. A R K. Yeah. A R A R K. No, I just wondered because you called them compies. Compies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I that game. They're in that game. Oh no, no, that's what we called them back in the day. I think I was real into a lot of the Jurassic Park, like reading about in magazines and shit. I, I know that they called them compies at some point. Some of that, and yet the CGI holds up better in that movie than The Mummy Returns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 it's true. What is a compie? The, the little green dinosaur. Oh, oh, oh just, okay. The real okay. name is really hard to say. It's like Compathonicosaurus. Compsognathus. Compsognathus. Okay. Yeah. Got a bunch of nouns in there. And I actually remember they had a Jurassic Park kind of choose your own adventure book. I put it in the private oh, chat. Oh, my goodness. Was, was, they... <laughs> I used to love those choose your own adventure books. Indiana yes. Jones. They had those. Yeah, I had Indiana Jones. still have them. Uh, Indiana Jones ones, but I also had, oh, wow. That's so funny. 
but I also had the uh, books that were Choose Your Own Adventure. That was the actual label of the book, Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah, me too. Had a bunch um, of different ones. Those were fun. Yes. Did you ever read? I put this in, I think I was in my Fear Street review because I talked about all the horror books I grew up reading as a kid. But The Mystery of Chimney Rock, that was one of my favorites, but it was scary. Who wrote that? The Mystery of Chimney Rock? Let me look it up. Oh, Sashi put the name. That's the oh, name, I guess. Um, not this. Is the yeah, Fear Street copy. trilogy worth watching? It's a copy. So D has seen all three of them. Yeah, see, yeah. the first one fell kind of flat for me. Uh, but he says it gets better. It does. Okay. So right. I think I'll pick back up with it. I, I was, wasn't impressed. <laughs> The sense since you are, you know, into horror, and because you, I don't know, it'd be interesting, and because you didn't like the first one, like I didn't like it, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see like how you feel about the other two, especially the second in particular, because you talked about Sleepaway Camp and you know, like yeah, stuff like that. That one interests me the most because it feels like it's it's going to be really atmosphere, like it reminds me of those 80, 80s camp slasher movies. That's right. why I was really interested in that one more so than the other two. Yeah. But I will have to say, even though I did not like the first one all that much, I didn't fall asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was so funny. You're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, it cracked me up. <laughs> like, yeah, um, bad. So I was going to say back to Planet of the Apes. Was this like a remake or what? It was a reboot. Yeah. Oh, so really? knock, knock. And it's they made a five Planet of the Apes movies back in the sixties or seventies, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and they were pretty popular. You know, mm -hmm. just because there was less sci-fi shit that that was I don't know successful back then. I remember watching them all one day. They had a marathon on like a Sunday afternoon, and my dad. I watched them with my dad. You know, and it was. Like it was, there were some good ones that, like, you know, it was before CG, so they all wore masks and shit, and it's kind of looked <laughs> funky. And there's some cool, some cool dark, kind of dark and cool shit. But like the remake, I don't know about anyone else, but I think actually most people thought it was pretty bad, and it was a pretty disappointing remake. Yeah, I I certainly was like, not I didn't think it was very good. I was expecting it to be pretty cool. I mean, it was like Tim Burton, I think. And Mark Wahlberg was the leader. Was like Tim Burton's remaking Planet of the Apes. That's gonna be wild. I guess I didn't realize you know? that was his movie. I remember come. I remember before it came out, thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be cool. This is gonna be real cool." And then, right. yeah, no, 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 it was not. Yeah, I remember it did not go over very well. Um, I didn't watch it. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. And Tim, my brother Timothy called me tonight and I was telling him we were doing this live stream and so we were going through the movies and everything and he said that the movie was terrible but that Tim Roth did a really good job. Oh, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. He probably doesn't that. Everything. said that. I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 I but Jennifer I remember what was... Or Theed or something like that, I think was the name. I, I wouldn't know because I didn't see it. But talking about the original Planet of the Apes movie just reminds me of Shang-Chi um, what's his name? The actor. Oh, yeah, ben yeah, yeah. Kingsley, ben Kingsley talking about. Oh, wow. 
they were <laughs> apes pretending to be riding horses. Like, what? Okay. All right. That was his name. Hannibal? Hannibal. Yeah. That's like, the, what, the sequel? That's another one maybe I need to... I think maybe it's worth a rewatch. I'll see what you guys say. I think when I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, that's it? Because I'm Silence of the Lambs was such a classic. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw Hannibal, I was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a classic to me. Like, like what happened? But may, you know, maybe if I watched it without comparing it to that movie, it would be... Because I feel like it had scenes that were kind of memorable. But I can't really... Was that the one where he was eating Ray Liotta's brain think while so. he was alive? While mm-hmm. he was still sitting there? I think there? that was it. I recall that. And yeah. I think it was the one where he had, like, Gary Oldman mm-hmm. was, like, a, in a wheelchair all burnt up or some shit. Yeah, oh. I remember that. Okay. I guess, you know, I, then Red Dragon came out again, and I feel like I maybe mix up some of those, but... Um, no, Hannibal, I don't know. It's been a long, so many of these, it really, I, it's been 20 years. I was going to say too, I, it was this year, 2001, I was 16. I got like my second job ever working at a, a movie theater in town. The theater. So, yeah. so many of these movies I saw in the theater, yeah. they were free. And I was right. looking at, I was looking at some of these movies. Cause I remember that year I was like, I'm going to see like every single movie. I don't care. It's like, it's fun. I get to go see it in the theater. I'm going to see it. I was all excited. And I think it was around the time I saw Captain Corelli's Mandolin that I was like, I'm not going to watch it. Not going to watch every single movie. Yeah, I was, I ended up not watching that one, but I was interested in it because Christian Bale, again. Um, but Wait, that no, but, no I'm gonna, that's a different one, I think. I think the he one, was in that. I think it was Nick Cage, right? Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh, but is he in it too? I, I thought Christian Bell was in it as well. I forgot he was. All I remember is it was Nick Cage on like a Greek island. And it's like a romance. Is what? Penelope Cruz. Yeah, it was. Penelope yeah. Cruz, mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Cage on a Greek island, a romance movie. And I just remember I was like 16 in the theater. There's like no one else in the theater. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is, I don't like movies that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you got a question here, Colin. I know Arturo can answer that one because the answer to Arturo's question. um, I was very low on the totem pole. Like I was like Usher boy, you know, and so everyone else had dibs before me. But I did. I still have my friend. One of my friends gave me because he got it and he knew I liked the movie um, and he didn't care. Where is it? Uh, Pride and Prejudice. I got that from uh, my friends. Oh, okay. That's an old movie poster. So yeah, they had some cool oh. shit. They got some cool shit. I never, I never got any. I was yeah, very low on the totem pole. And then our whole crew got fired. I'd been there maybe a year, and our crew. I was a good boy, <laughs> but uh, and I ended up is I made friends. A lot of my friends I made at that place working there. They were all friends. They're all like college dudes. They were friends, and uh, they didn't give a fuck. And eventually. They just fired like everybody, brought a new management, fired all the employees. Oh. And I, I was part of that. They kept like three or four that they knew had nothing to do with the crew. But I was friends with them, so I got fired. And oh, that sucks. I would have stayed at that job a while longer. But it was, yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> One time. Can anybody hear me? I'm just trying to mess with the volume of my mic. Well, ah. yeah, you, yeah, that's way loud. Sorry, I'm trying to bring the volume down. And it keeps jumping back up. Maybe one day we'll figure it out. 
Um, Dee, did you make a did Did you work at a movie theater too? I did. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if it was for a year or a couple of years, but that had to have been back then. That had to have been maybe two thousand. It was like it had to have been around like two thousand five and two thousand six. Because okay. I remember at some point uh, working, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest came out, and then oh, Three, The Last Stand I, came out. Like a lot of Mission big Impossible movies. Three. Yeah. You know what? I got another job at a movie theater that summer. <laughs> and it lasted for like a summer, so it wasn't that long. And I I was living in Austin for like a year, and I worked in a movie theater in Austin, Texas for like that summer and so i i remember that like because i would go see yeah i saw dead man's chest three times in the theater yeah I I loved that it. was a good movie was that yeah. the second one yeah the second one that yep. one was so freaking hilarious i yeah. just yeah. laughed and laughed and laughed throughout that i remember we we went to go see that and i remember you, you were like cracking up right when he stuck his gun out of the coffin and was like yeah. his gun was just observing. I remember you just cracking yeah. up. Dude, he was just—it was funny. Was that was there like a bird on top of the car? Yeah, there was a bird. He shoots that bird and he pulls out yeah, the gun. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> I don't know. I liked it all the way up until the end. I did not like the end when he jumps into yeah. the mouth of the bee. I'm like, oh damn it! I don't like Hello, it. Hello, beastie. I know. Uh, I, but I love when Barbosa showed up at the end, though, because I was not. Don't Every time in the theater went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a so tell that was me, a fun movie. What has become of my shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. Fun memories. I had, I had yeah. such a crush on Kira Knightley too. She was like, just she was eye all candy over back then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and to answer, uh, uh, is it Dulce Maris? Uh, uh, question. Yeah. I had, I have like, it was like three. I think it was three in a pack. But I had a poster of The Devil Wears Prada, um, Little Miss Sunshine, and I, oh, I want to say Hannibal Rising, and I have to go look, because there was like a few that I got from there, but those are the first three I can remember. Arturo has brought home so <laughs> I have so much, I don't even know where to hang. He has no room to hang, there's not enough walls. I got, there. like, I got this big, gigantic <laughs> Shazam poster like an overlord display no 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 oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to throw it out because there's no ceiling in our house tall enough i do have this weathering with you display though it's a is bit the big? one that's been on my back like on my backdrop what's, every time we do what's that d is that big thing yeah it, it, it wouldn't fit in the basement and it wouldn't fit in his upstairs like his entertainment it's just way too tall Wow. And we're not putting well, it in our living room, no. So I, well, I do have this. It accommodated. I have that weathering. Sorry, the I mean, weathering. Yeah, with you have that one. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the only like big display I have. But yeah, other than that, I kind of want to look up something where I could display a post or like put it up, so that way I don't have to. I, like at least to show it off or something when I'm filming something, you know? Because I have all these posters; they're kind of in the back. The closet. You could probably put them on like some um, foam core board, and then just put it up on a stand. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's you know, so many. I had this also this big dunker same same you thing. Gave as up my man. Halloween poster. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, but it's come okay. On. It's okay because kills kills wasn't very good. So, but that was a cool poster. It was a cool poster. Yeah. People got jealous when I got the Demon Slayer poster. I got the Terminator lettering from oh, from um, Dark Fate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I remember Ken 
uh, brought me the letters. It's like, you know, they're big. They're like each letter is like maybe this wide, maybe this tall. And so I'm just going to take the top off and put it on like maybe some core board, foam core board and just the Terminator. But they've been sitting here for more than a year. I haven't done anything with Menacingly. them. <laughs> I'm such a procrastinator. <laughs> oh, okay. Sam, I don't know if you saw I sent you the book. The what? The book you had asked about, The Mystery of Chimney Rock. I forgot to mention it, but it's in the chat. In the, uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, thank you. Oh, so okay. we're out of the highest grossing films, but I do want to talk about the Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh, yeah. You know what? I might have had that. Yeah. <laughs> Very close to me. Yeah. Maybe I did. I, I like that know. dance. Do some more, yeah. Paul. Do some more. <laughs> what? What was that? We watched that movie, Colin. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you like it? I actually liked it and Ooh. I'm, and I could recognize care cause I've been watching the live action cowboy bebop. And you, you've not movie, seen any of the cartoon. No, no she's watching not. it in reverse. But Arturo was like, Oh, but you should watch the show first. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, you told me that it's like almost like slice of life. Each episode is kind of standalone for the most part. I've yeah. been watching the show. I think I know who all the characters are and get their dynamic and everything. So yeah. I jumped right into the, I had no problem at all following and yeah. understanding what was up. I mean, the movie is a stand, but it's like in between before like the last it's few episodes. It's gorgeously animated. I must say that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it it's, it's just a, a supersized episode. As long as you're after, it's kind of like episode 10, the gang's all together. Ed doesn't join the gang until I think episode nine. Okay, Colin, I must say. <laughs> that was the best ever. Ed annoyed the absolute hell out of me. You know, you I'm love like, her. Oh my this is what I call a favorite, and I can't stand her. She's oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate because uh, she's like my spirit animal. Like, that's what I want to be like. Is Ed. Oh, you do? I love Ed. <laughs> Because she's, she's like, me. she's like an animal to me. Like she's like, <laughs> yeah, she acts like a little animal. She's like, I, I already knew she wasn't going to stay in that one spot in the movie when Faye told her to stay right there. What was I knew she was going to take off. Mike said about her when she jumped into the vase. He oh, said yeah. something funny about her, and I was like, yeah, that's true. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Spike. I like Ed. She's like. Yeah. But do you think, what do you think about the Spike a little cooler in, you know, he, he's cooler in the, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I they, I mean, in the cartoon personally, because he's he so is, more badass. Like he, he does have a cooler look. I mean, I don't think the guy that like portrays him in Netflix isn't bad. Like his look. Oh, he's fun. He's good. I mean, he comes across as pretty badass in the live action too. So, I mean, yeah. there's that scene in the back where like where, um, what's this? Jet is talking at his daughter's recital. You yeah. know, like doing the holographic attendance of his daughter, and then yeah. Spike in the background kicking ass on everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has no clue what's going on. Yeah, there's yeah. just there's things I feel like they could show in the cartoon that they couldn't really show. I, I noticed a little thing like when Spike jumps in the lobby, it's like a 25, 30 foot jump that he just does when he's chasing. It's little things like that I get really into. Maybe I get oops, super into it because I'm like. Dude, in real life, that no, like, you got to be like a stuntman to do some yeah. of that shit. And I, you know, like, John Cho could do that shit. I feel like some of those scenes in, I don't know, I can't remember 
Yeah, the movie has some shit. Like when he's fighting the dude in the Eiffel Tower, like yeah, oh, yeah. It's supposed to it really is supposed to evoke you know like like Bruce Lee like he's super fast he's super. I feel like you couldn't you couldn't get an actor to do that shit you know or it, it it's a to me that really adds. I'm rambling too much, but <laughs> well, I know the guy that made Cowboy Bebop. I know he got inspiration from a lot of like pop culture stuff and just put it all in the series like. There, I know there's like a good, the bad, the ugly sort of reference, and obviously, you know, some of um, yeah. Kung Fu stuff. I see a lot of uh, Clint Eastwood and Spike. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The man with no name or, or whoever. Yeah. yeah. But, just that quiet, tall, lanky, like ready to fight, doesn't talk a lot. But he was, he was kind of, a, uh, <laughs> he was acting like a petulant child sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to. Yeah, he can <laughs> the jet and stuff. How yeah. old are you? I'm okay, always, well, I'm always a petulant child. In in the anime, he's like 27. He's a little younger. Well, he actually kind of bratty. Like it's like Jet is the yeah. daddy, and yeah, he, he is the yeah. rebellious teenager. He, <laughs> yeah, like Faye or the yeah. Faye is kind of, yeah. Like just, Faye kind of like gets in, and it's sometimes like a see. I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the Netflix one. I just know that Faye kind of does some things sometimes, and then she'll come back around and help them out with some stuff. Yeah, at least in the own, anime version. They're their own free spirits. She's like the like the Romany, the gypsies girl. That hmm. you know, she's always in it for herself, but they all ultimately like each other. You know, they're all a bunch yeah. of loners that come together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And in the movie, kind of, I mean, the movie did so well uh, depicting like their character interaction, just like in the show. Yeah, it really is just a supersized episode. And it's one of those things like I can't see it in my head without all of the TV show supporting it. I don't know what it'd be like to watch the movie not knowing all the rest of the show. You know, like it, yeah. the show gives so much more character, um, characters that it's hard to. It's like my favorite movie, but that's because of the show. So it's kind of like mm. it's kind of a little scary though at the same time because it's the biological weapon. It was dealing with biological, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a biological attack. Yeah, I mean, that, and, yeah, and my friend, um, usually he's on if he can, but uh, Matt Air, he was mentioning that the only reason they gave that movie a Reddit R was because of 9 11. It's pretty, I mean, I guess I can see that there's like Vincent is kind of. I like Vincent. He's a good villain. Like, he's so, like, just empty inside, you know? And he, it feels like he would be, a, like, a believable villain to me. Like, when the cop pulls him over, and he's just, oh, yeah. boom. Just, like, no emotion. Doesn't care. Just, like, yeah. oh, you're in my way. Like, let's go. Like, it's uh, that kind of real cold and emptiness to him. And, yeah, so that's some of that shit. He was a good villain, I feel like. I just, I like some of that. I always think about some of that shit, too. Just, like, are you living in the... He was always alone. Didn't have anyone share the game. And, like, this that stuff where it's almost sad. Where it's, like... Yeah. You know, he was just... Sympathetic. This, mm -hmm. It's almost sympathetic. But, but yeah, where they... It, it shows you... It's it's complex, but it, it's not too... It's, like, just to throw a little dash of, like, um, thoughtfulness in. But it's also a very, like, kind of shallow, fun thing, too. That I, like... That's why I like Bebop, I think, is that it's ultimately, you can take it at shallow value and get a lot of joy out of the action, the music, and characters, and the funniness. But I think there's a lot of little, like, dashes of subtext and things that you can kind of 
pick apart and analyze, but you don't have to to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the essence of what I like. I think the funniest scene is whenever uh, they're flying those old planes and and the guy's like, the the guy's like, he's like the jet. He's like, uh, oh, they haven't really been tested. (laughs) And you see some of them start to come down. (laughs) That was funny. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah, overall. It's funny. You hear it. Uh, it's got a noir feel too it does at least what i like how i view it like not as noir as big o though no not as noir but to me it it had a bit of that compared to like compared to the uh the show yeah i think it's a good movie if you like cowboy bebop i would definitely check it out yeah it was good i enjoyed it Um, so there's a yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad we watched it, um, and I'm glad that I had already had a taste of it, even though it was just through the live-action version. At least I knew the characters enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't like I was jumping into it blind and didn't know anything. So. The beginning scene is actually good, where they go and take down those guys in that uh, shop. Station and then, <laughs> and yeah. then Spike gets mad because Jet, uh, he got the information wrong. There was another guy. Yeah, in the in the shop, <laughs> and they were just like talking while the guy had the guy had the old lady. Yeah, he's host, a hostage. Yeah, they don't get. Yeah. I was thinking there was like gets that guy where he walks up to him with his headphones on and like he looks down and so the guy looks down and then Spike just like raises his foot up and mm. kicks him right. Yeah, like that is so cool. You just like walk up to a dude just so casual, just doop, bam. Yeah. <laughs> And then he turned on the coffee maker, which yeah, that had to hurt. Coffee, that's so cool. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a tidbit. I know I'm going way too long, but it's my favorite thing ever because Ed, Ed has this super long name, <laughs> name Edward Wong Hao Papaluchivruski the fourth. Oh lord! I noticed because Cowboy Bebop has a lot of uh, Western references on purpose. It's like homages and stuff. They're not trying to hide it. They're like, yeah, this is like all this shit that we think is cool. Um, and she is like Pippi Longstockings, which is like the mm. free-spirited, red-headed, wild child that, you know, runs around. And I never realized that for a long time. And then I saw like, oh, shit, they're both like crazy redheads with this crazy long-ass name. And yeah. even to a little extent, Lilu from Fifth Element reminds me of that, too. She's got oh. this long-ass name. <laughs> yeah. So I like the crazy and she's red. quirky and crazy. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so what other films would you guys like to talk about? Arturo watched quite a few in preparation, but I'm sure he hasn't seen as many as you guys have. Yeah, this was a year, like I said, I saw I saw There's Captain a lot Cruz of good films, you guys, like a ton oh. that I wrote down. Enemy um, at the Gate. Good good movie. Mm-hmm. World War II movie. Sniper Battle. Yep. And it, you know what? The opening scene of that movie has been taken and used in some of the Call of Duty games. It's kind of the same with uh, how Medal of Honor took the Saving Private Ryan opening scene of D-Day and put it in their games. Didn't know. I thought it was good. There's also Memento. Oh, yeah. That was a clever movie. Wait, wait, wait. No. what? No. Didn't we talk about Memento before? Memento was 01? Okay. But see, here's, like, I think it was one of those weird things where it was, like, it slid in also in 2001. So I think... Yeah, so let me see. Hold on. Wait, so you guys watched it? You guys watched it? Yeah. Yeah, see, it does. Oh, it's credited it. as being a 2001 movie. So, okay, I um, didn't realize that. 
Yeah, so he watched that. It was premiere was two thousand September fifth. Yeah. In in but, the Venice Film Festival, and then yeah, wide release was March sixteenth, two thousand one. Yeah, one of those deals. I'm glad you guys saw it. That would be one of the movies where if you're like, oh, we didn't see Memento, we'd be like, oh my god, you got to see Memento. Like, so isn't it like so original and cool? Yeah. Very original, and I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is good, but eh. you know. But that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> so then when I rewatched it, and I was watching it with our children. I was like, this is actually really clever. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was thinking, well like, I wonder if you could find like a YouTube video where they actually put it all in order, in chrono oh, complete chronological I order. Thought of that. That's probably. I bet somebody has done that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised if they had. But yeah, that was so. That would have been my first Christopher Nolan film because I think I did see yeah, that before um, Batman Begins, but I didn't know who he was. It was just it was a film right. that was getting talked about, so I watched it. It was basically his first movie. That I mean, that movie introduced me to Christopher Nolan and Guy Pierce. Mm. I've basically liked ever since then. I've just think they're awesome. Both of them are awesome. Yeah, Guy Pierce is he's been in a lot of films. Yeah. He's a busy man. Um, what else? Oh, so then there's... Uh, a, no, go ahead, D. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, this one is one... Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, this is the first DVD I ever bought. I can't tell oh, wow. you, but I, I bought it from Blockbuster. Really? Because uh, they used to have the, the used DVD that you could get for a cheaper price or whatever, but that was the first DVD I ever bought, uh, 13 Ghosts. Um, okay. Yeah, Thirteen Ghosts. I have a, I have a love, I have a special love for Thirteen Ghosts because I feel like that was my, along with that that whole DVD purchase. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> experience. Um, I thought the, I actually thought the concept of it was really really cool. I didn't realize it was a remake at the time, but um, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite horror films is the, I think it's from 1999, but the newer um, House on Haunted Hill. And so Dark Castle, I know they had done a lot of films like that, uh, Ghost Ship and 13 Ghosts. And I actually enjoyed all of them. So I thought they were a lot of fun. I know they're not, I know they're probably cheesier on the horror side of things, but conceptually, I always enjoyed like their films. And 13 Ghosts is one I really enjoyed. Don't, I've seen Ghost Ship. That's the one with Julianne Margulies in it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that, but I don't think I've seen 13 Ghosts. But I believe you talked about that in our um the movie discussion we had about our favorite horror movies or something oh, like okay. yeah. i think you brought that up i'm pretty sure um, i never did see that one i, I, I actually think I did, unless i'm confusing it with the haunt house the house on haunt, haunting one of those haunted house things damn it i can't remember now where is the house you're thinking of hill house maybe i can't remember what was it was when we had it you were talking about how this person was like she had a they had a camera oh we did talk about that yeah that was house on honey hill house on honey hill okay sorry was that the one with owen wilson what's that one house on haunted hill i don't know isn't that like haunted mansion with someone else we talked about that the haunted is it the haunting i don't know i thought maybe that was the movie you're talking about it doesn't matter though they kind of all run together in my brain. Yeah, that was the haunting. The haunting. The haunting. Owen Wilson. I honestly, you guys, you guys have seen a lot more horror than I have. It's not a genre that I, I watch a lot of. Oh, that had Lily, like Lily mm -hmm. Taylor in it. 
Yeah. Oh, and Liam Neeson. I, I did see that. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, I saw yeah. that, but it was like one of the things that like it was playing while I was working. So I didn't really see it all the way. I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention to it completely. Um, I love the set design for that film. The house. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I didn't realize. I mean, it makes sense now, but at the time, I didn't realize um, that it's actually a, a college. Um, it's like far out in in England, like on the countryside. Um, but it's actually a college, and then naturally, the inside is not <laughs> what you see in the movie. Um, they actually had they had to build all of that. But, oh um, yeah. Love the the way they created the house and the whole look of that too. Oh, Dulcimeris talks about Monsters Ball. I remember that too. I remember what a big deal that was. Uh, got a yep. lot of buzz in two thousand one, and I also remember that same year Halle Berry was in another movie that got That's a it. huge amount of buzz. Swordfish. Yeah. And the reason, oh, remember yeah. the reason for the buzz? Yes. Ten yeah. seconds of boom. Yeah, like the first Five time seconds. ever that she did this. And it was such a boring scene. I remember that, like, she's just like sitting there and yeah. they like having a lemonade, and like he walks up and says something, and she says something, and it was like, that's it. Yeah, like, that's no, what it, I it, was, it was like a big deal because she'd never done that before. And I remember, it was like, Hallie, you didn't have to, you didn't have to yeah. do that. Speaking <laughs> of that movie, I did that was like the last movie he we watched, watched them, for yeah, that because I, I remember I had the DVD. I feel like if I watched it now, I'd be like, why did I like this so much? But I really liked it at, when I was 16. I, I, well, I remember Sin watching it at the time. And I'm like, you know, I want like, because it was floating around since we were going to do this. And I'm like, did that come out in 2001? And sure enough, yes, it did. So I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind watching. It's got Hugh Jackman. It's got, uh, I always keep forgetting that guy's name from, uh, What's his name? The vil the villain in that John Travolta. John Travolta, yeah, and also the girl that played Storm. You know, I thought it was decent. I just thought the ending was like, well, okay. Yeah. It, the ending uh, was, yeah. Like I mean, I get that. Um, I mean, what okay. was the main guy gonna do? I mean, by that point, <laughs> there were only two things, main things that I remembered about that movie when I saw it years and years ago. The, the big deal about Halle Berry. And then I remember I remember the scene when uh, Hugh Jackman has to do some computer stuff under extreme duress. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. Mean, I never forgot that scene. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say the concept was bad or anything. What? I didn't think the concept of the movie was bad. Oh, no. That, I, I'm, well, no. No, no. Like, the... <laughs> No, not no, like just the no, I right. guess the plot, the whole it was where funny. are you going? It's funny too. We're thinking about what? the computer like when he gets his like system. I don't I don't think it's like when he was under arrest, but we're like, here's your monitor set up. It's all these monitors, and he's like, got his coffee, he's like, here we go. And he's like and I just remember thinking like this is so futuristic. <laughs> and like <laughs> and now it's like everybody has that set up. And it's, yeah. yes, I've got, I've got yeah. like sort of kind of like I got my laptop, I've got a screen here, I got a screen here. The music's That's good though. Cool looking though. The, oh, music. Yeah, the music was Paul Oakenfield, and yeah. he is, he I love electric. his stuff. Yeah, he's got like it's really cool. Like the very first time I ever heard one of his songs was in Collateral. Ready, steady, go. 
with um, Tom Cruise. Tom and Jamie Cruise. Oh, I love that movie. That's like one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. That, yeah, that's one of his better movies. Love yeah. that movie. It is so good. In fact, uh, until uh, Oblivion came out, it was my favorite Tom Cruise. Oblivion movie. came out. Mm-hmm. Oblivion with Tom Cruise. It's not a fan favorite, but I love that movie. Is Oblivion where get renamed as Live, Kill, Die, Repeat? Is that no, no, no? That's a completely separate. Yeah, that's a completely separate yeah. movie. I like I that mean, movie. That's I good film. That one was good. I had yeah. Oblivion. Have I? Is that a new Tom Cruise movie? No. <laughs> it, it came out very close to Edge of Tomorrow, though. That's I even mentioned I think... that in one of the videos. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking at one point that they were the same film, but they mm -hmm. weren't. I got Google Oblivion. It's it's got it's got Morgan Freeman and nikolai whatever whatever that Foster, dude from Foster game of thrones <laughs> yeah um and also the girl from olga the girl who played taskmaster oh uh, yes in black oh, widow she was in there but i there was something i don't know why that movie just impacted me so much but i just loved like the score and the cinematography mm -hmm. and the whole concept of it mm -hmm. so yeah that's i thought it was really well done we were, we had some kind of, I don't know if this was back, I, we used to have a ministry on campus, but it was funny, like, the message, or I don't know what we were doing that day, but basically we were discussing how, like, they were making, like, a parallel with how, like, every morning, I have to rewatch the film, but I know that every morning he would get up, and he would basically have to confirm with um, whatever the system was to confirm that everything was okay. Yeah. And you will constantly do that. And then at once we get to a certain point and they basically say like, no, everything is not okay. And then all, you know, what breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it was like a whole conversation and dialogue we had about that. That was really cool. But yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. That's interesting uh -huh. that they tied that in to like a message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody remember any two Pokemon movies that came out this year? I do. <laughs> there were two? No, I yeah, didn't. So there was one that came out. It was the third one. It came out earlier in, um, in this year, over here. And then the, the next one came out, like, maybe near the end of the year. The, the second Mewtwo movie, Mewtwo Return. Oh. I kind of remember that. I remember we rented that, I think. Was it Netflix or Blockbuster? Um, there was a Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Lara Croft. Yeah, Lara Croft. I mean, the you, movie. You never, yeah, you didn't watch that one. I um, think I saw bits of it when when your brother was watching it. That was a big deal because, you know, Lara Croft is a really popular video game character. And yeah. um, people yeah. felt like Angelina was like the perfect representation. It was, it was okay. It's not I thought it was going to be better. What, what's that, D? No, I was saying that's what I remember, too. I was going to say, like, compare. But I remember a lot more people had an issue with the newest one that came out with Alicia Vikander. Because a lot of people were like, huh? I mean, a lot of people didn't understand the casting for that. Oh, yeah. I heard that I, it was not even, it was worse than the other one. And the other one wasn't even that good. Right. So maybe That's when you just stick with the games. <laughs> Yeah, I love the games. I played. Like, why is it so hard to capture her character and and make it be as exciting on film as she She's seems so to be? Beautiful in CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like the newer the newer reboot. She looks beautiful. In the uh, the in the game, game. In, yeah. in the in the in the rebooted ones, 
like the modern day one. At all, so I... It's the one where Conan kept killing either. He kept killing her in, on the. Oh, Conan kept dying. <laughs> yeah, he kept, kept dying. Killing himself on that. <laughs> Conan O'Brien was trying to play the game. Ah, uh, nice. He, yeah, he, I will. <laughs> He kept, he kept like impaling her on this log or something. It kept, yeah. Should have cast Madonna as Lara Croft. Madonna. Oh please. <laughs> no. Um, there was another game uh, movie that was come that was coming out. Big anticipation, especially because the tenth game was coming out. It was the Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within movie, which was yeah. all CGI, yeah. and I heard that did not do great. At all. Didn't do great. I felt like it had a lot of buzz. Maybe that's because I was just paying Final attention Fantasy. to that nerdy stuff. But it, yeah, it didn't. Was make that two thousand one? Yeah. Yeah. Was it live action? And well, it was all like a, they didn't they like use capture devices for the motion, but everything was just CGI. I remember though, mm-hmm. at the time, like I don't know why it was called Final Fantasy. Like it felt like it had nothing to do with. Final Fantasy and all that I knew of. I didn't know much about Final Fantasy though. Like I played one or two of the games a little bit, not even a whole lot. And that movie was like, I don't know. Personally, I thought it was like not at all what I was expecting. It was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I just know that year was like a pretty big hype for it, but just because the tenth game was coming out. That then I guess that was just part of that hype, and it didn't yeah. live up to expectations. And then when finally this Advent Children came out, the movie FF7 Advent oh, Children, and yeah. I had no hype because it was just, you know, a little bit, a few years later, and it was more common, I guess. But that movie's awesome. I love I haven't even seen it. I, I do want to watch it. It's awesome. I, I think I had the DVD for a while because it was really cool action in that in Advent Children. Um, so that's you- what I thought the, the spirits within would be like, is what Advent 7 is, is what I thought. It felt like a Final Fantasy movie. They use kind of that same feel for that, for the Smash reveals. <laughs> um, there was a Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase that came out. <laughs> I still like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. The Zombie a- Island one was good. Oh, that one was good. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that would be a good movie, Simon. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> oh, um, the, there's one other film that I did see this year, Training Day with Denzel oh, Washington. Yes. That's classic. That movie. That is good. It's But man, Denzel Washington, such mm-hmm. a good actor. He got an Oscar yeah. for that, and it's well-deserved, but I cannot stand seeing him play a bad guy because I like him so much. I don't like him. <laughs> bad. He's like, always oh, a good guy. But it almost made that made that role so much more memorable i remember like yeah, yeah. the because scene it... the, the scene where he ditches the dude in the house and the guy oh, yeah. realizes like oh fuck. like yeah, that, yeah as a kid you know like 16 i was like no he didn't do that like i oh, remember no, the first that scene was where i remember that scene because uh i remember i was just for sure that his character was going to get it there and then i remember what saved him and then when I was rewatching it with Arturo, because I've only seen it twice, the first time I saw it, and then when I saw it with Arturo, when it was showing how he got hold of that, you know, I remember thinking, wow, this was this was so cleverly written, this little thing that you wouldn't think would mean anything. I mean, you know it's supposed to at some point, but it was like if, if Ethan Hawke hadn't, you know, followed his instincts to help and try to do good, he would have ended up dead. 
Right. Yeah, basically. that was nice. So, okay, so I was the like, guy from the Fear the Walking Dead was in it. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know his name. Shoot. That's but like I the forgot, second I time I've seen him yeah. in a movie. He was in that one ninety nine movie. That was, that was a good. That was a good film. Those were yeah. Good. And yes, Denzel Washington did deserve that reward. Yes, he did. He was so good in that. I prefer to watch him in things like The Equalizer. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I know you. <laughs> but I guess you know, for a one, wasn't this like the one time he played a villain? Well, one of the few times. I haven't I think there's seen been all of his other. movies. Have there been others? Yeah, he did in in Flight. That was a very different character, and in Fences, especially his character was. was oh, oh, okay. I never, I never saw Fences. I never saw Flight, but he's mostly here. been a good guy in everything. Right. Almost everything I've seen him in. Right. Um, I think my favorite. His, yeah, leading man. Good yeah, and I think my favorite Denzel movie is Deja Vu. I love that film. Because oh, you know, it's kind of yeah. so good. <laughs> Have you seen it, D? I re no, I remember when that came out. That was, I think that was when I was working at the movie theater, and so that was one that kind of flew under the radar because there were so many I had the opportunity to watch it. That was time. that is that also so a Tony Scott movie? I feel like maybe I need to Google that. I think I remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, because I know Man on Fire was a Tony Scott Denzel movie that is like my favorite. It was a good movie too. Let me see. I'm, I'll look it up. Um, I just, I remember that it takes place in um, New Orleans. It's like after Katrina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is directed by yep. Tony Scott. It is Tony Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's after really Katrina, like... and and I remember I they, I think they filmed it there too, and I because I remember that was you know definitely it it sort of made news that it was had been filmed there. The city had been suffering because of Katrina, and so they brought this movie there and they filmed it and everything. And I watched that movie. And I was just I've seen I've seen it so many times, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I, really I still haven't it. seen that movie, bro. It's so good. <laughs> we'll, I don't. We'll, I just, we'll get there in two thousand six. I love time travel stuff, so it was just so well done. I really liked it. I really okay. like the Tony Scott style. With, especially in, in this movie because I feel like I don't even really like time travel that much but I just remember liking this movie in that style that and he it was kind of similar to Man on Fire with him and Denzel and I just I like that kind of just fast cuts it's like it, yeah. it keeps it moving like and I like that um you don't want to go to California Simon <laughs> California's awful if you do <laughs> no you don't I well, uh, like if you're completely loaded with money, maybe yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you can have it. You can have California. Oh God! I look for lottery houses, you know. <laughs> there you go. It's like Tom Segura, he's like joking about where he's like, like, like browsing for a private plane. Like that's the one. It's like, what am I doing? Like <laughs> nowhere near this kind of money. Like, I'm just like, oh, eventually I'll get there. But it'll take years though. You gotta I've worked at private plans too, and I want a uh, Honda something jet or Honda. Jet. Yeah, it's a Honda jet, it's called. But the yeah. reason I want it is because its designation is HA 420. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> nice. I actually got that one. <laughs> I don't get you. You were about Tony Scott. Hannibal was directed by Ridley Scott and bizarrely written by David Mamet. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Really? That surprises me. I did not know that was a Ridley Scott film and did not definitely did not know that that was a, a David Mamet. I forgot that was writing. Wow. That surprises me because what I have seen of Hannibal isn't so great. It's not good. And what? no. But really, I think can be very up and down depending on. I guess these have great ones, but there. But even even what I even said it in this last video that I thought that the last duel was was fantastic, and then House of Gucci was yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I forgot he had done that one as well. I I guess it depends. I think yeah, I think he can be hit or miss sometimes. It just seems he's more associated with hits. I think he did the one with Russell Crowe. The Russell yeah. Crowe, which I felt was like pretty. He also did Black Hawk Down, which was which, another which, film from two thousand one. Awesome. You guys watch it? Arturo yeah. watched that, and I've seen it. Yeah, I, saw it. I thought it was really good. But goodness, it's like it's awesome. so ridiculous how yeah. one simple mission, yeah, just turned upside down, and how many people we like we yeah. lost like a couple of people from that battle. More and than a couple, I do believe. Or, yeah, more than that. Sorry, but and I remember when that happened. I remember the the videos of them dragging the the bodies of the soldiers through the streets. I remember that, and my brother was telling me tonight that he read the book, and he was saying how the book is actually just even gnarlier and crazier than really? the movie. But he's like, wow. there was this soldier who his hand gets blown off, and he just his hand is blown off, and he just picks up his gun with his other hand, and he just gets right back into it. Because you know, that's like no other choice he has. Yeah, it was just like, yeah like, that was crazy. It, it, everything was just a hot zone. Yeah, no matter where they went, and and, and 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 the crazy part was how they were dr- kept driving around to get to one place. Yeah, and the, and the commander, it's like they were losing people every time. Like he was having a time. very bad day. That was Tom Sizemore. He was in the foul yes, food. Tom Sizemore was. <laughs> yeah. Which he wasn't saving Private Ryan, which he sort of had the same attitude. <laughs> he kind of plays that character, that type of character. Black Hawk Down to beat the movie down, okay? You do? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it either, I guess. <laughs> I, I just think he captured that uh, historical that moment technique. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yes, really, really well. I think it's so impressive that movie. It makes you feel, yeah. to me, it, it really captures that, like, why you don't want to be in a war zone feeling. Yeah. Well. Mm. Like, it's not fucking around. <laughs> like, no, no. It's so intense and it's, like, just so fast and there's all these characters. It, it's so unpredictable. That's the thing. It's not like it's this hero story. There's just all these soldiers and it's kind of spread out between them and there's no, mm-hmm. like, the predictable, like, this is gonna, this guy's gonna beat this guy and then you know it'll be over. It's just, like when will this shit end? Like it's. Just, I know, right? That yeah. was the longest there part. Was this, there was this one thing where one of the soldiers, he went into one of the houses, and there was like a mother and the, the kids in there. there. Yeah, yeah. and, and like, he, he he slid down, and it was a dad and a son with the guns. That in the in his son tried shooting the like our soldier, but he kind of slid down in a way where he she he accidentally shot his dad. And it's like, oh, and, and the guy, and the soldier comes up and he notices it's a, just a kid with a gun and he just takes off. And I'm thinking that's how effed up war is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and those like impoverished places where there's just like, 
I mean, America has a gun problem, I guess. But it I mean, wasn't also even a war. That's the thing. It's just like, yeah, that it's, wasn't even a I mean, war situation. Wasn't that Mogadishu in Somalia, which is like, yeah, it was like, it, it's about as bad. It's like bottom five or ten level of world poverty. It like, was like I. We were there to like to what? a warlord was like yeah. taken. There was uh, provisions sent in to the people, but the warlord was confiscating it. Yeah. And so they they sent in, you know, the military people to try to take him out. And it did not go as planned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a mess. I'm glad you guys, well, I'm well, glad you watched. Because I know, Arturo, you're always talking about war stuff. And I was like, man, I, if you like war movies, I think. Yeah, he does. He likes um, military types. It had a lot of actors in there, too. Uh, yeah. Famous like actors. young Orlando Bloom. Yeah. He didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Will Turner, and, and then uh, Tom Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. That's like this. That's like one out of two it. military things he's in this year. Um, Ewan McGregor was in there. <laughs> yeah, and um, there were so many other faces that I see now. The and guy like, from Halloween, H two O. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was like it's crazy. Honestly, the guy from Saving Private Ryan. Oh, oh the. The um the guy from Indiana Jones and Harry Potter. Uh, you, oh, you know yeah, the guy, yeah. the guy yeah, that's he, like Dumbledore's got style. Him. Yeah, yeah, him. He was in there. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. I get what you mean uh, now. That's crazy. I have no idea about that. Sasha. I didn't either, of course. Okay. Yeah, that's not shown or told in the movie. I do not believe that. Wait, all. they were there. The Malaysians. Yeah, that's what he was saying, how they were key in the Operation to Rescue, but received no mention. Hmm. How could they accidentally get that historic, the historical aspect wrong? <laughs> you know that happens. Well, it's the same with Dunkirk. They barely showed a lot of the French. No, oh, yeah. Just the British. Oh, um, another historical movie, From Hell, came out. Oh, gosh. Oh, did you yeah. not like that, D? It just was a, you know, I've I've been <laughs> on this whole horror from a very young age, and there are points in that journey where I've leveled up visually as far as what my eyes have been subjected to, and so that was one <laughs> okay. that I just I, I thought because I had seen, uh, and actually I remember when the trailer for this came out, I thought yeah. it was a sequel to, uh, to Sleepy Hollow because I had seen Sleepy Hollow not that long ago, right? Yeah, sequel, and then and I realized it wasn't. But then, um, and because I wasn't, that was kind of my introduction to Jack the Ripper. I didn't know any of that. So, subjected uh, to some of the stuff in that film. Okay. Yeah. And people are still trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper was. Just I face really it. Like we'll that never movie. know. We will I never know. Just, Just give like up the, now. I know. They'll always be wondering. Give up. But um, could be. it was disturbing. <laughs> true yeah. it was it, one of the yeah. most disturbing things i watched a documentary about jack the ripper and that was like the one time a documentary actually scared me like a horror movie because yeah. it showed very graphic images of the last uh the last victim mary kelly and it was nasty right it was so nasty it's like oh my gosh that's really scary uh, he's gonna come up the steps after me <laughs> it was so gross but that was a fun movie. Um, I didn't know that it was based on a graphic novel because I wasn't yes. familiar with Helen Moore at the time. Yes, it was. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't think I knew it at the time, but I found out yeah. later that it right. was. 
Um, also, A Knight's Tale. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good one. You watched that also in preparation. You saw quite a few <laughs> it was a, That was a funny movie, too. The guy, well, what's that guy's name? <laughs> Which one? It's Lance. Hello. Lance. Hello. Alan Tudyk or whatever his name is. He was so funny in that. <laughs> like, he was also hitting, like... <laughs> Like something happened where oh yeah, um the guy that plays um in the Marvel movies, the British guy, the oh, yeah. yeah, the Android Vision. or mm-hmm. yeah. Like he 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 kinda like making that speech and stuff in 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 the guy the guy's like hitting hitting the helmet because What's that? Is it Paul Bettany? Does he play yeah, Paul, Bettany? Paul Bettany, yeah. Um Timothy was telling me that today that he went to go see that was one of the one of the earlier movies he saw in the theater and he says he went there and he he didn't know anything about it or whatever and he says then they start playing queen music and i'm like what did i get into what is going we will, we will <laughs> it, was, it was a fun movie definitely a, a fun film um sure. has anybody heard of the last castle yeah. yeah, isn't that a pr- a prison movie with yes. um, the guy Robert, from Sopranos? Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford. And was Tony Gandolfini? Yeah. James Bond. Yeah. Gandolfini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, working at a movie theater, I went and saw a lot. I saw that movie and don't remember a lot. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay, I don't remember if that's the first time. No, that's not the first time I saw Heath in a movie because I watched The Night's Tale after Heath had died. I remember, he, I remember Tony James Gandolfini eating a plate full of sandwiches in that. Oh. That's what I remember about the movie the most. <laughs> um, I never saw I the last one. Um, that's the one. It's all right. It was playing on my TV while I was working. They, they like had it on loop or something, so I sort of saw it in passing. I'm not crazy about Robert Redford, so I never it's never a movie I would have chosen to watch. Plus I don't like jail movies. So Um The Man Who Wasn't There. I d I don't know of that one. Okay. What what you were you gonna, gonna say? Again, you haven't seen Oz? I have not. Yeah. I heard all about it. I remember that was that was pretty popular, but it was like it's it's also why I don't watch. I have never watched Orange Is the New Black. I yeah, just don't like settings like that. Just yeah, it's like for me, it's like depressing. I can't really get into. Yeah, it. yeah. I it's it's why I stay away also from from um, movies that are kind of themed around uh, or revolve around drugs and stuff like that. It's just it's just like a a genre or an element involved that I just. Just does not capture my attention and it's depressing like you said i don't yeah another don't... one for me is when people are stranded in the wilderness i know some of those can be interesting but a lot of mm-hmm. them is just kind of like the sense of just kind of being stuck out in civilization and trying to struggle and survive like that also do you <laughs> like, like apocalyptic type films apocalyptic it depends mm-hmm. on the only kind yeah okay. i'm not yeah. crazy about like cult films like cultist films. Yeah, cult films. The only the only exception is probably Silent Hill, but that's because the good guys always win. I just finished up watching uh, Yellow Jackets today. Yes, which is about surviving in the wilderness. Right. <laughs> which is why I was I was worried because all I saw okay. was anything going in. I just saw the picture of like the the poster image, and then I watched it in the beginning in the opening shot, and I was like, oh oh. 
And so as the story came together, I think the way that they did it made it easier to watch because yeah. I find those like Lord of the Flies type stories. Those oh, yeah. Stories. Yeah. But, but you like Yellow it? Jackets was making buzz. Yeah. You, you liked mm-hmm. it. Okay. I think it was great. I thought it was great. Um, I'm ready for the second season. It definitely um, was not what I didn't. It was not what I expected, but it was like in a really good way. Okay, yeah. that's one of the many that I've been meaning to try to get around to. I've also been meaning to try to catch Peacemaker, and then there's another Vox something show, and then there's Arcane. There's so many. I don't have enough time to watch everything I want to watch. I know. <laughs> um. I remember that one, Dosa, uh, Dosa Maris, uh with Drew Barrymore. Um, Writing Parker Boys, yeah. And I remember when I was that, like when I was that age, I was. I remember not wanting to see it because it looked, it looked. Uh, I perceived it as depressing. It's probably a good movie, um, but the whole I think her getting uh, pregnant unexpectedly and then her life kind of getting derailed. So I was like, oh, this looks. <laughs> This looks like a downer, but I think it's a. It's probably more to that to that actual film and that story. It, is it? I always uh, perceived of it as being like a, a romance comedy. I've never seen it. Oh, riding in cars with boys. It yeah, might, I have no idea. Yeah, it might have that angle to it, but I know it also was kind of like a. I think it's it's kind of like that, but it also has kind of like this kind of dramatic edge to it. I don't think it's like a straight. Oh. Okay. Has anybody heard of Behind Enemy Lines? Yep, I watched that. A long, long, long time ago. Timothy was talking about that one. I did not realize that movie was so old. Yeah, I, I have, we didn't watch that one, sadly. No, we also didn't get to Jeepers Creepers. Oh, yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Dulce Maris mentions Jeepers Creepers. I haven't seen Tremors 3. I don't think I've seen anything past the first Tremors. Because it's probably not good. In that, in that series. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, the first one was freaking fun. I, love I loved it. it. <laughs> Yeah, why make another one? Oh, wait, it makes money. Okay, so I'm not typically a fan of comedies, but I have to say I actually really enjoyed Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. I, I think it was something about her being like a fish out of water type. I was just like, how is she going to navigate this environment? And exactly. then she did so well. I mean, and it was like through her bumbling and silliness, she actually succeeded. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. And is that, that one worth watching? Was such a departure for Reese Witherspoon because at that point I, I knew her mainly, and I what kind of put me onto her was Pleasantville because I love Pleasantville. And so it was a jump from the type of character she played there to Elle and Legally Blonde, but she did both really, really well. She was perfect in the role. Yeah, perfect. It's a comedy, Arturo. It's about this ditzy blonde girl who. Oh she, yeah, I get that. She ends up wanting to join law school because it has something to do with the guy that dumped her. Yeah, and she basically ends up trying to get, I think she's trying to kind of like prove something to him and then maybe he'll want her because like she's yeah. not a dumb, you know, blonde Right. Girl. I mean, she is dumb, but she's not dumb. <laughs> she's dumb, but she's not dumb. <laughs> was, okay, got it. The way it was written was was really funny, and it, it's unusual that I like that type of thing. But I, the reason I saw it, we were at Buddy Indiana's, and um, I remember Buddy just laughing at some of the scene, like when the guy got up in the courtroom and he said he called so he called someone else, "You bitch," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I'm talking about my buddy, uh, my buddy, my uncle, we call it Uncle Buddy. He was my uncle, and he just got the biggest kick out of that scene. 
so that was that was fun good memories with Uncle yeah Andy. i remember he would watch a lot of those uh some of those crazy movies was, i know the what the reason when he or the one that he watched before you know his thing got worse was the thing Oh, that's yeah, one yeah. I, remember. I forgot that gosh it's been so long since we've been there to see movies just remember we got a kick out of after the whole blood test scene like uh, everything was found yeah. testing again um there was a jimmy neutron movie that came out oh geez oh, that was like the first i never saw that that was the uh first one did you get kicked off what happened d oh i uh, I, I stepped away for a second, but uh, oh, okay. I didn't know if maybe you had accidentally gotten booted. Um, what uh, what did we miss? What did you guys mention? Uh, we what were we? We were talking about legally blonde, legally blonde, and we were talking about uh, the last castle and and behind enemy lines, behind enemy lines, yeah. Owen Wilson, yeah. I watched this Owen Wilson, I, I love, and oh. it had some cool uh, I remember that movie, it had some cool action and special effects. You know, not a great movie, but yeah, not like, completely worthless. Yeah, Keepers, Keepers. yeah we Keepers talked about Keepers Keepers briefly. Was a, a horror movie that I actually did really like. I, I liked it. I've actually liked all of the Jeepers Creepers movies. The, the other ones didn't live up to the first one for me. The first one is, I think, really, like, really good. You know, for, for what I look for in a horror movie, that's pretty much, you can't do a whole lot better. Like, I like a scary monster and creepy stuff, but not... You know, his like the style was of, interesting. Like, his design, his character design. Was he good. was like, what a killer that just drives around. Like, I don't know. He was supernatural, I think. Um, what, what were you saying, D? Oh, no, I was saying, did you like the third one? I heard they came out with a third one. They did come out with a third one, and I thought they were getting ready to film or have already filmed a fourth one they're re i've read that they're remaking they're rebooting it with a new uh oh. Writer, director oh so okay gonna be i like guess i thought one. it was like a continuation i like the third one um but saw the third one. It, it was like no the second no i did i read that it wasn't good the second one i was just a lot of people didn't like it. i liked it okay. so i never even watched the third one. um gosh it had i remember when the second one was on sci-fi is the third one from the perspective of his sister? Gosh, I can't remember now. It's been so long. I read about him recently because uh, I'm reading about the new one. And I think they said the, the sister showed up in the third one. She is in the third one. Like she's wanting to get revenge or something like that. Um, but, I just remember that was like something that happened at the end. But The first one I really liked and the ending creeped me out. It stuck with me. Mm -hmm. The screams. Did not that bothered me. The bad guy character, I don't know what he was. I don't even remember what his character he's is. Like sort of almost like bad he's, not, he's not a human though. I don't he's not no, he's human. Not. But his design was pretty um distinctive. Cool. I thought yeah. it was yeah, it was well and done. I felt like it moved Didn't... pretty fast. Like I like that it, it it didn't linger too long. Like it can't, like he popped out before I thought he would, and then they you mm -hmm. know you, they thought you got him, and then no he's back. Like okay. I felt like I wasn't waiting for cool stuff to happen. But so I'm sorry, go, I interrupt some. I was just gonna say, wasn't didn't the director of those uh, turn out to be a pedophile? Yep. Yeah, there was something, something that came out about him. Yeah, for I, like I don't know the details before, but it made me uncomfortable. I, yeah, and when I hear pedophile, I don't want to get into politics, but to me, there's a huge line between, like, child and not child, and 
one is one is like evil and one is really really bad and wrong and creepy it just messed up i I do think there is a difference not that i'm do not at all yeah for older dudes to be going after like younger chicks but like there is i thought it was a it was a guy it was a boy Um, right and that's just for me my own personal thoughts i don't want to get political but when i hear that someone did something with like a preteen i'm like I don't, you know, I honestly do not remember how old the kid was. Yeah, I I, know. I get what you're saying. He was 12. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, that's too crazy. He was less than an 11-year-old. Was he? Really? Yep. Yeah, that's too fucked. Yeah, that's just too fucked up. It's like, I hadn't heard that. At that point, I don't really believe in rehabilitation or or prison. That's pretty But it is a... It's, it's, that's a you know it's a weird so we were kind of talking about that uh, on uh, on discord sam where it's like when you find out you don't like someone and it between just like a political disagreement to finding out that they messed with kids so like there's a huge yeah. but like it, it affects it like it, with me recently i really love the band queens of the stone age and i've noticed some uh news headlines about the singer being like a piece of shit hitting his wife his one of his kids has a restraining order against him like and just being a bad father and a bad husband and it just like i can't rock out with this stuff as much now it's like hard it's hard to sometimes dissociate that with like with the artist where it's it's like i don't want to be trying to find out every artist's life story really because it's almost like the more you find out the more you find out the less you like them (laughs) and you're like no i can't get into this show or this song or whatever and no honestly all this like all this to be honest none of this really surprises me anymore (laughs) because people are people there's lots of creeps out there yeah for sure um yeah so um shashi said fast and furious i did mention the about the first one coming out oh you did i didn't hear you I heard that one was very different before it started to go very in good. that direction. Yeah, it was more grounded. They were stealing like DVD players and oh, TV it video turned into player cars combos and flying through the air. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. The current amount. <laughs> oh, so Dushamaris mentioned one that I was going to actually bring up right before I saw that comment. But has anyone seen Mulholland Drive? Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to say I'm not sure if I have. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm guessing Simon is maybe one of his top three of the year, top five. Because it's a uh, no, actually, no. Okay, oh. I can never tell, but I know it's, it's, it's. I can never tell with Simon, but it's. I know it's a. It, it's a provoking. It's a thought provoking film, like all David Lynch stuff is. Well, and didn't you say uh, Lost Highway was one of your favorite? Of the oh year? yeah, no. And so. Yeah. But I put my own thing with the Mulholland Drive. Um, I saw it once, probably two. I should probably watch it again. I was 16. I didn't know a whole lot. Um, and it was like nothing like nothing I'd ever seen, but in a way that wasn't really, it didn't hook me because I was so confused. But it, it, it felt like it was definitely going over my head. Like, not like I was, you know, not that it was stupid. Like, there's obviously a lot of thought into what he was doing, and I, I was missing most of it. But uh, it was still kind of memorable, even despite that. And I know it's one brief moment of the scene, but it, it like cuts to some creepy homeless dude sitting there. 
Yes. Oh, I was like, no. That's the same. The actress, that's actually a woman, but that's the same actress who portrays the nun in the Conjuring franchise. Oh, oh wow. Really? This weird, well, creepy funny. moment. And it's a cool, dark. I don't, yeah, I should rewatch it. It's a really cool, dark, thought provoking movie that I don't understand. Like, oh, so then I'll probably stay away from it. Maybe it's, I never have seen it, and maybe that's why, because it's a David Lynch film. It yeah, feels like. <laughs> Yeah, because I saw it when I was, I probably was, a, I might have been in middle school when I saw it, and I, it, it completely flew over my head, and it was yeah. very disturbing and creepy, and yeah. it still has, holds the distinction of being one of the few films that's not actually a, like a horror movie, but it disturbs me and it scares me, yeah. and um, there's something about the music and the way that it, it you feel this sense of, of danger, and you feel this sense of really... Yeah. Uh, just I don't know, like that something is lurking around around the corner, and that yes. unsettles me more than just kind of gore and violence or jump scares. Oh, and yeah. over the years, it's one that I've re- it's like one of those films. There are certain films where I'm like, what? And then I revisit it over and over down the line. I'm like, I think I actually like love this. You yeah. know, this really kind of hits in a way, and I actually understand it, um, and it makes sense to me. And I never thought that would happen, but it's it's kind of like a. a a masterpiece in, in a way. I don't know. I can't believe I'm yeah. saying, but it's it, there's a lot I appreciate about it. I like what you said about the the, the David Lynch. <laughs> yeah. um, I I want to rewatch it with. It's something lurking right around the corner. Like there's, I feel like that's the 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 ultimate feeling of David. Like that's what David Lynch does. And right. I, I I like the movie um Blue Velvet. There's oh, like, I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I guess it's just. Uh oh. Like there's a scene early on, I believe, where it just it's like the front yard of a house, and then the camera just kind of goes, and there's this bug, and it's just like, and it's weird and creepy, and I feel like that's the whole thing is like, there's this dark, creepy shit right behind the idyllic, normal-looking world, and yeah, to me, David Lynch, like it's maybe it's not horror, but to me, that shit is more unsettling and better horror than most of those movies that I, I skip because I feel like they're more like cheap thrills like jump scares and serial killers. More psychological type of Psychological horror is what gets me. Like David Lynch shit, that to me is really good. But when it's going over my head at the same time it's it's sometimes I feel like I'm missing, I'm not getting the full effect that I should be. Right. Do you, Colin, do you remember the scene where they where they go and where they basically are looking for a certain woman and they they find her apartment and they go inside and they discover? I don't remember <laughs> what they discover, but I remember that scene. Yeah, I I remember that scene and just yeah. Also, I remember how like the two lead women are super beautiful, like Nomi Watts yeah. and I uh, forget the other one, I but it's Elena, um, Laura Elena Harding or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of is interesting contrast where they're like, they're so beautiful to look at, and then everything around them is just dark and disturbing. Right, it's an interesting contrast. Definitely. Yeah. I think I confuse this movie a lot of times with another movie that I um, that has like Jennifer Connelly in it, where her character gets Requiem thrown out of a plane. Dream. Oh no. No, not Requiem for a Dream. I, I don't know where she gets. Like that. it takes place back in the. 50s 60s or 50s or something like that and her character ends up getting thrown out of a plane she dies and i for some reason i always thought that was mulholland drive that i don't think it is 
obviously. No, she's not in it. Gosh, no, I know. Yeah, so that's that's not the one. But now I'm. Confused. I'm guessing it's not the Rocketeer. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if it had Nick Nolte in the movie. Or, damn it, that bugs me. I'm gonna have to look up her IMDb. Well, it's, uh, Simon, I'm curious what your thoughts on uh, Mahalan Drive is. If you liked it or not, or to be honest, it's been decades since I watched it. Too long. I mean, yeah. me too. It's... I remember enjoying it, not as much as Lost Highway, but yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I should rewatch that one. Is there any other 2001 films? Because oh, I'm there's... pretty much out of oh, what yeah. I want. Several, oh, several that many. I wanted to throw out. Just like to throw out. Just Along Came a Spider, which is an Alex oh. Cross movie. Uh, Frailty, if you guys haven't seen that, with Matthew Just McConaughey and Bill uh, Paxton. Bill Paxton, that was actually quite, kind of horrorish. Yeah, quite good. Evolution, which is stupid. I loved Evolution. But it made me laugh. <laughs> I bought the DVD. Which is it's so stupid. Underneath that thing, and it was like making this big farting or whatever. Yes. <laughs> It was so stupid, and I loved it. <laughs> Is that I the one with the aliens? Yes. David yeah, uh, yeah. We watched it. Uh, yeah. And AI, that. which was which was like there was all this anticipation for AI, and I remember Steven that kind Spielberg. of fell flat because it, it just wasn't all that. Yeah, although I think that's an. I think that movie's decent. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think I, it maybe I, had too high of expectations. I felt unfulfilled buy it um and i think it's all right i think it's you know that's so many of these movies it really has been a a, probably 10 or 20 years since i watched them but i um, didn't realize 3000 miles to graceland was 2001 there's also kiss of the dragon which is like i think that's a jet lee movie and also there's the one another jet lee movie princess diaries i liked and i'm not into that kind of movie uh, yeah. Joyride, which I think I only saw once, but I forgot a lot. We of mentioned it. that last time. We did. We were talking about that. Domestic Disturbance, Vanilla Sky, which was a remake of a Spanish language movie called yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and Penelope Cruz came and played, I think, the same character as she had well, played in the original. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And then The Others with Nicole Kidman. Ooh, and then, of course, cool. I did watch Amelie because oh, you, yeah. guys, you suggested it. Yeah. And it was cute and quirky, and she's adorable, yeah. that actress. But I wasn't super, super into it. I was almost yeah. a little like, okay, this is this is cute. She's quirky. She's funny. But it felt like it was like thirty minutes too long. Right, I got gotcha. you. But one... and I'm not. I don't regret watching it because she was. I think that's the first. That's the first time I saw her in a French movie. I've only seen her in maybe one other movie. Audrey Tatou. Tatou. Yeah, she was in that Tom Cruise movie, Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so cute in there. She was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise oh, movie? No, damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks. Hanks. sorry. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Me <laughs> too. Wait, I have I have two. Um okay. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, and Xenon the Z. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen the first Halloween Town. All the way through. That's I like Debbie that. Reynolds, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about Enemy at the Gates. That was 2001. Ghost of Mars. I saw that in the theater. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear us? Hmm? Simon? Oh, I said Blow. The movie Blow. 
I hello with Johnny Depp. That was hello. No. And Penelope <laughs> Cruz. Yeah. And Cruz yeah. again. She had a big year. Yeah, she did. She's all over the place. She still is. Blow was cool. I never saw that. That's about drugs, right? So that's why. Yeah, cocaine dealer. Yeah, that's yeah. why I never saw that. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about how we, we, we struggle with drugs. Drugs <laughs> and, and jailhouse movies. Have you seen Shawshank Redemption? Me? Yeah. I've seen glimpses of it, like when I was younger, but I haven't like watched it. Watched it probably for the reasons we. Yeah, I saw it at some point. You mean it's a good film, but I didn't like it because it's it just did. Isn't that your brother's favorite? It's like Timothy's. Well, I thought his favorite was The Princess Diaries. Well, that but it might be um... Shawshank Redemption. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, we talked about that briefly. The Pledge, I never, I don't think I've ever even heard of this movie. I saw it, but I forget a lot about it. Um, yeah. Rat Race. What's that? Rat Race. I love Rat Race about that yeah, DVD. Dude, yeah, when he when they're like giving the speech and it's like the Hitler sign or something comes up, oh, like inadvertently, <laughs> it's like he's doing the Nazi. Like, I mean, it's oh, just it's like a comedy. Him. And like we, I just me and my family are cracking up. It's, no. wait, wait, wait. it's the pledge. That's what it's called. Yeah, Rat Race no. was a fun movie. Oh, oh, yeah. It really is a fun. I mean, it's kind of like you know a dumb, goofy movie, but the concept is fun, and it had this like great ensemble cast and all these like uh, goofy moments. That's it was a fun movie. It says it what's tickling? Something's tickling him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I have forgotten all about that scene. So now that he said yeah. that. <laughs> and then just the realization that they were able to get away with that. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I've never I don't think yeah. I've seen that one. They there's a lot of names in this film. Yeah. A lot of big names. Oh it was yeah. Fun movie. It was fun. I said it was inspired by um it's a mad, 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 mad world. I, yeah, I think it was kind of inspired, meant to be like that. And it's it's a fun movie. Maybe one day, but see, it's comedy, so that's probably why I've stayed away from well, it. Comedy, but yeah, but there's some good comedy. There is, and there there's some that I really like, but just in general, I'd much rather watch Blood and Guts. I don't know. <laughs> well, or why not watch a comedy with Blood and Guts, like I, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Tucker and Dale, oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you guys seen, we've talked about this before. Have you guys seen Tucker and Dale? Tucker and Dale, yeah, on that, yeah, the horror comedy movie. That's a yeah, that's a good one. Oh, oh, so uh, the one time on Twitter, it came up somehow. It came up, and I made a comment about it in the discussion. And the dude who played the chunky guy, I don't remember if he was Tucker or Dale, but he noticed and he liked my tweet, and I was like, oh my gosh, that guy. <laughs> like oh. my tweet. That was almost up there with Robert Patrick liking my tweet. Anyway, that was exciting. Don't say a word. That was 2001. Wow. I Brilliant like that movie. Yeah. And Famke Jansen. Yep. And I think um, bad guy. Who was he? Oh, shoot. He always dies in movies. Sean Bean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> He always dies. That's you know who you know exactly who I was talking yep. about. Yep, he does. So, yeah, oh, poor see. guy. Um, ching ching chong. What's that? No, I was saying I, I just happened to catch the time. I got caught up in the conversation, so I'll have to 
sadly bow out. Okay, oh, that's fine. Can you, uh, can you list your top three really quick for us if you have a top three? Top three? Oh, well, um, let's see. My top three, because I wrote some down. Um, I really, oh, 13 Ghosts, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I love, because not only was 13 Ghosts um, a fun film, it, it was kind of my first appreciation of buying a film and then the behind the scenes and ghost files and really getting into commentary and docu like I don't know like getting into all of that which kind of added to my appreciation for film and kind of where I am now so I, and I love Dark Castle horror films that they mm. were so there's that um I would say the others when Nicole Kidman that film really shocked me when I watched that I heard before. and I think oh that she had um, I remember she did Moulin Rouge and the others in that same right. year. They're both yep. so different. But yep. um, yeah, but she did a great job in both of those films. And the twist, of course, was was unprecedented. Um, just a really, I love um, horror films that kind of capture that feel of a horror story. And I told you, I'm, I've been a big horror story fan since I was younger. So that's another great one. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, as I mentioned, Mulholland Drive. It's just, it's a very, uh, it's an unlikely, um, it has an unlikely place um, in my uh, film experience, but it's just something to be said about a film that challenges you to kind of like revisit and kind of go deeper. And yes. uh, just something very beautiful and scary. And and once you kind of understand it, then it, it hits home in a very deeper way. And that's another reason why. <laughs> It's just, it's just a very impactful film for me. So that's that would probably be my top three. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, glad you could share that with us. And thank you for joining us, D. No problem. Yeah. Sorry you have to bow out, but it's all good. All right. I'll okay, see you guys. have a good one. See you at the next one. Bye. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just to me that last more pronounced. I, I know, I know, I noticed that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't avoid it now because, like, I was keeping my my eyes trained on D and Colin most of the time, and now it's like right there where I was looking at I D. Know. I can't avoid it now. <laughs> oh man, we need D. We need a fit. We need. I like having D here. I like I like his yeah. commentary. Um, I I really yeah. like his uh his reviews, the way he does his reviews, and um, that's it's just I don't know, I just. I get excited watching other people talk about movies. So mm -hmm. I like to watch movie reviews and things like that. So I don't even mm -hmm. remember how I found it. Oh, I think, I think he was watching some of my live streams. And so then I went and I, cause I saw he had a lot of subscribers, which usually means they're a creator. So I went to his, his uh, channel. I was like, Oh, he's a reviewer. How cool. So then I started watching his stuff. So do you guys have your top three? I've got my top three. Oh I have God. like four. I got, I got it. I'm just trying to give some shout outs. This was like I said, I thought Yeah, there's so many films. Every movie. I don't I mean, maybe the only auto I only maybe have one, but the rest is four. Well, I like Dolcemaris Dol <laughs> mentioned. I miss man, Joe, not Joe, right? Joe that used to do our movie chats with Yeah, us. Joe. Yeah, he's he, not he, he would always be with the, the, the dumb comedies with me because Dulcimer's <laughs> mentions um, Freddie Got Fingered with Tom Green, which was pretty funny, um, Rip Torn, and um, let's see, Zoolander. Oh, it was oh, yeah, Super Troopers, actually. Super Troopers was classic, um, classic comedy, funny, fun, uh, the funny movie. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but Super mm -hmm. Troopers is really good, and Zoolander, 
is really and Owen Wilson and Zoolander is just another. He had this like two years in a row where I was like, man, Owen Wilson's awesome. He's in all these. Zoolander's really funny and had a good cast. And, so yeah, a lot of good funny movies that came out. I had to mention another Owen Wilson movie, um, Royal Tenenbaums, which yeah, I probably, another one I haven't seen. I'll mention that it, that's part of my top three. I'll mention that. Um, okay, so that's one of your top threes. When I do top three, I, I the Metropolis movie, uh, the anime. I own that DVD. I watched it a lot, and that's a like, I you know I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of anime, so I can't compare it to all the animes. But I, I thought you were asking if Arturo really cool. had seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. was that two thousand one? I thought it was two thousand two. I could be wrong. Maybe it came out in two thousand one, Japan. The IMDb listed as O one. So okay, then I, it might have came out in Japan first. But it's, I really like it. And I thought it was just a really good story and it has a lot of good reviews. Like it's in this 2001 list uh, on, on Wikipedia. I've seen like maybe one sort of clip of it. I think it's really, that's meant to be a, like a whole film though, kind of, because it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a pretty big story, you know, it's, it's, it's meant to be, it's a scene all at once, I think. Um, man, I know I, I looked over this some more there's i feel like there's some more i'm yeah. surprised at how many pretty decent films were yeah. in this year a lot to be honest um, oh we didn't even like i didn't even see ali but that was a big when it came out will smith playing muhammad ali oh that was, was 2000 cool. really wow rock stars yeah i'm remembering that. holy cow like, I have all these memories of like working at the movie theater and like looking at the release dates like this, like September week one, week two, week three, and like seeing these movies like, oh, Rockstar, that was September. Yeah, that movie sucked. I went and saw it. (laughs) (laughs) It was free. I thought I was getting a deal. Like, (laughs) yeah, but then you have to think I'm wasting my time. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I understand. (laughs) Watching this stuff that sucked. Ghost World was a pretty... I liked that movie. It was kind of an independent kind of comedy uh, relationship movie. It had Steve Buscemi and it was a little odd odd movie, but I don't know. Uh, Ghost World was, was alright. Yes, that's a better picture, Simon. Much better. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and American, so- American Pie 2 was huge if you were a teenager. Um, I, I remember that floating around quite a bit, but I've never seen it because it just looks like it's a teenager. Not my type of yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a teenager. Oh, uh, you know, it. no one mentioned the score with Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, and Marlon Brando. No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. I don't even think I don't even think I saw that movie. Anyway, I think it is. I saw it, out. you know, once in the theater, and it was, you know, just like a crime. You maybe not wouldn't like it because there is a bit. It's a bit of a heist thing. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just oh. a good cast and a pretty decent movie. I thought. Yeah. One um, movie we haven't mentioned is A Beautiful Mind. That's yeah. right, and I noticed that as I was going through it, but for some reason, I, for whatever reason, I didn't write it down. Probably because I saw it once, and that was enough for me. Yeah, I saw it once was enough for me too. And I think I don't know if it won best. It won best picture and best actor. I think. I think so, yeah. And wait. I also think that's where Paul Bettany and Jennifer Colley met. Yes, that is that really? is where they met, but I don't remember 
did he win two Academy Awards? Because he won for Gladiator, I yes, thought. Yes, he won two in a row, because I remember that. He won like, for Beautiful Mind as well? Pretty really? sure. Pretty sure. Okay, I'm going to look that up. But I'm pretty sure, because... Well, I remember he was nominated, but I didn't remember that he won. I shouldn't say him. He was mind. nominated. Denzel got Best Actor. Oh, of course. Denzel got it. Of course. You're right. For no, Training Day. You know... That's right. Russell Crowe, yes. I think Russell Crowe won it in 99. He won for, it for Gladiator. Because for, I no, was, no, no. For the Insider, the smoking movie, I'm pretty sure he got back-to-back -back Oscars. It was the Insider and then uh, Gladiator. No, he's only won one. Really? Mm -hmm. well, he was nominated just, for the Insider, up. and he okay. was nominated for Beautiful Mind, but he only won one for, okay. enough for Gladiator. And I remember that Joaquin Phoenix was also nominated, but he did not win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but he was good in that. But yeah, that three years in a row. I remember just that Russell was nominated at least three years in a row. Yes, like, they did come out in 2001. Doesn't that blow your mind that they're that old? Holy cow. 20 years. Oh, we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned um, the Coen brothers had a movie, The Man Who Wasn't There, Billy Bob Thornton. I think, I I think we did bring it someone up. Someone brought that up. Okay. Uh, maybe that maybe we mentioned it. Or, I don't think I ever saw that film. I liked it. I liked Billy Bob's performance. It's a black and white. It's kind of a slow movie. It's, I mean, it's Coen brothers, so it's different. You know, it's it's Quirky. weird. It's, but I liked it. Um, I think Billy Bob really makes it interesting because he plays this really kind of quiet, reserved, simple man in like a simple time, but then he gets kind of caught up in a bit of a, you know, dramatic story. And it's kind of interesting seeing how this very simple, you know, doesn't say much how this simple man kind of deals with these like more intense um, scenes, I guess that's part of the movie. Um, so that's a good one. Yeah, Cone, I love Cone Brothers. I remember Bubble Boy was another crappy movie I watched because it was free. Bubble With Boy? Jake Gyllenhaal's in a bubble, and he's the guy goes on an adventure. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's great, yeah. It's great. Oh, we were just talking about you, Joe, just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. <laughs> Mention all the... Hope the you're doing well. You, yeah, we were talking about... Uh, you must know. jump back on, Joe. What are you doing I Super even did troopers. contact him, you know, to sort of try to reel him back Doing in. Now we're right he, here. He, you know, he said early on that he, yeah. you know, before we even got to this decade, that he didn't watch a lot, so he probably wouldn't be, he probably wouldn't be participating. Well, now we've talked about a lot of films. You should go the ahead. The lonely man song playing in the background. Let's see what Joe's top five is. Or top three. Yeah, what's your top five or three for uh, 2001, Joe? That's if he has any. Has he seen some of the stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Gotta see what the super trooper. Oh, I, I didn't realize Bernie Mac was in uh, Ocean's Eleven. The Zoolander, yeah, okay. Bernie Mac. Yep. Okay. Um. Well, I'll go ahead and mention my top three, which we've talked about all of them. Okay. So, uh, Harry Potter, obviously. Yeah. And of course, we called it the Sorcerer's Stone over here. We didn't call it the Philosopher's Stone. Right. Uh, and what? I thought it was the Philosopher's Stone. Well, that's the British title. The title oh, that they gave know. it over here is the Sorcerer's Stone. What? And, yeah, I know. And then Training Day, um, oh, yeah. and then Brotherhood of the Wolf. 
those are my top three. Oh, dang it. There's a lot of, See, I have, I have other, oh man, that's going to be hard. Now I got to read. Yeah, I want to, I want to say something about Harry Potter, which is that, um, it was, a when it came, I remember 2000, 2001, like it went from no one had ever heard of Harry Potter to all of a sudden, like the third Everybody book was crazy. Out, yeah. And it blew up and everyone was reading the three books and they instantly were like, make a movie. And the movie was coming out. And I still remember at that point, it was like, it could have just been a phase. Like, it could have been, like, they maybe made a sequel. It didn't go so well. Whatever, you know, fades. But, you know, the books hadn't even come out. The movie, half the books hadn't come out. And so it's just funny to think back at that time where it's like, yeah, it was blowing up at the time. But it could have passed. But it ended up riding that momentum all the way and just carrying it. Yeah, all the way through success yeah. that even today it's it's like never dropped like it's like the most successful fantasy franchise of our generation i mean it's just everyone knows it everyone watched it you know it's so for so many people like that's the thing you know? i've never even heard of harry potter until the movies came out and yeah. so i got into them through the movies and then of course you know by the time the last book came out i i didn't start reading the books until after the third movie well, I started listening to the books. And then, of course, the last book comes out and I, I ordered it. I started physically reading it. And mm -hmm. then by the time it was officially released, then I was able to get my hands on the audio book. And then I started listening mm -hmm. to it. But then I was, was like, I just could not. I was almost done. And I'm like, it's going to take me too long to finish listening. I'm going to grab the book. I can read quicker than I can listen. Mm -hmm. And so I was reading through the night. Is like three o'clock, four o'clock at night. I'm like, I can't go to sleep without knowing the end. Yeah. I stayed up I till like four o'clock and then I couldn't go to sleep because of the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then also that same, around that same time, I got to go see the fifth movie two weeks mm -hmm. early because they were doing an advanced screening. That mm -hmm. was really fun. Those were some good times watching. I remember it, at least one of them. In yes, 2000 they did five or something we did like the midnight we waited in line at like barnes borders oh, we're at, doing all at, dressing up and we didn't dress up we, and everything. we got the book at midnight and then like went home and started reading it you know because my sister and mom got into it and then since they had the books they loved it i was like because i was all cool and 16 years old and a guy and i was like whatever i guess i'll read them and then i was like it got a lot of kids fast. really excited about reading which was cool yeah. Um, the third book was really good. I still stand by. Yeah, it was. Book. It was good. I I like um, the Harry Potter friend was. <laughs> what? Yeah, sure. Um, in answer to this, yes, they did do an anniversary event. I had heard that she was excluded, but which would have been really shitty. But then I heard that she actually declined to participate. So I don't know what story is true. Yeah. Not sure. Conspiracy. I don't know. I've never but seen a single Harry Potter movie. I'm quite proud haven't. of that fact. No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I started watching one on the flight and fell asleep. Okay. So, okay, so they start off. Okay, this is what's interesting about Harry Potter. And the books do this, too. They start off kind of lighthearted, but, you know, with some elements of suspense and danger. And this, then as the books go on, they get darker and darker. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the movies. I mean, by the time, you know, it gets to be movie number four, when some really serious stuff, like that's when there's like a death 
it happens. Well, I thought the third one kind of already had a kind of was sort of leaning towards a darker path. Right, it starts to get darker, but I think by movie four was when a, a, the was it like the first death maybe of one of the one of the characters that was Cedric Diggory, and then it just gets darker. Darker. I remember I liked the fifth one a lot. Goblet of Fire was really. I good really liked that one. That was a really long book. Oh my gosh, Joe, you too. Joe. Okay, so Joe, if you ever want to get back into these with us, even if it's the decade of the early 2000s, let me know. I haven't, you know, pestered you about it because I figured you you wouldn't want to. But honestly, if you want to join us, we don't. (laughs) We're right here. Yeah, this is going to be. I mean, they're not. For everyone, it is like kids going to school. But I, I was just thinking back. I was talking to my mom out there, where it's like, yeah, Harry Potter. Like, it could have been a fate. Like, we didn't know it was going to become the biggest thing ever. Like, it would just, you know, it had its moment, like a lot of things do, and then it just never stopped. And so, I think like have you read any of her Robert Galbraith? Um, I haven't. No, I never. I mean. Harry Potter, for me, it peaked on book three. Like, I thought book three was awesome. And then after that, it was like they were good, but they never topped that for, for me. And so it was like, no, I wasn't like a super big fan of her. I don't get into authors, really. I get into stories. Mm, yeah. Well, her that the other stuff that she writes under that end name is completely different. It's like a an alias, I think, for one. Yeah, she, she, she still does. Um, everybody knows now. I think what happened is she published under that, and then it wasn't getting noticed. And so then it was revealed that she's the author. And so mm. then, of course, it picked up in popularity. And so I started listening to them because it's the type of thing I like as well. Like it's a detective type story. And then they made um, a live action series based on the books which is pretty decent. I like them as well. I would love if any of my stories were adapted into something. That would be so awesome. That is almost impossible for that to happen. Like, it's really hard to get noticed, Arthur. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, all the stars aligned for her, so it worked out well. (laughs) But wasn't she poor, though? Wasn't she, like, she she was poor, she was writing Harry Potter... She would like write on the train or the subway or something. Yeah, she, she was out. poor. Mm-hmm. She had to build up to get to that point. Yeah. Wait, I got it. Wait, you got to keep doing your top three. I no, you did. Top three. Harry yeah, Potter, I did. Training Day, Training Day, and Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. this is gonna be hard for me. I got too much good ones. Wait, I got. I gotta shout out some more movies. I'm not done. Yeah, go ahead, because there's a ton. How high the stoner comedy with uh, Method Man and Red Man from the Wu-Tang Clan. That was like me and my group of friends that worked at the movie theater. And like 16 was the year I first started smoking weed. The end of 16. So this year, like the end of 2001 is when I first. So like I got really, really high when I was watching How High with my (laughs) friends. And like it was just one of those like we would just be laughing and watch it, you know, every weekend we'd pop it on and over smoking and you know, it's really dumb, but it was really memorable, really fun. Also, Itchy the Killer. I'm not really a fan. I watched it once. It's just a notable movie for like I 
think it's Japanese um, action. It's hyper violent. It's it's kind of famous or infamous for being like Itchy super super violent. Uh, Itchy the Killer. Like I I see H I. Okay. Um, I oh. think it's the guy Takashi Mike is the director. It's all. It's on. It's based on a, a manga series. Takashi Mike's a really famous Japanese director. He's done a ton of movies. And Itchy the Killer is one of his more famous ones. But, like, huh. it's a it's a notable movie. I think I saw it, and I was just kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's really violent. But, like, I wasn't that into it. But uh, Based on a manga. Crazy. Huh. It, it, it garnered controversy because of its graphic depictions of violence and cruelty. It's been banned in several countries. Okay. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like, New Zealand, I think, bans some of the animes. I don't Another movie down to earth. Like if I saw this movie today, I would probably think it sucks. But America's Sweethearts, I really liked it. It's about sixteen. It has Julia Roberts and John Cusack, Billy Crystal and Catherine Zeta Jones, and it's oh just, wow, like, a lot of names. They're hanging Walken. out at this like hotel in New Mexico. I don't even remember. It's a romantic comedy. I feel like I wouldn't like it. But for some reason, like, I was watching every movie that year. Like I said, I would just go watch it. If it came out, I would just go watch And I liked it. I don't know, remember why. It's like the movie I would never watch, but I really, I watched it a few times. I, I went back and I watched it again in the theater. And it's I don't even remember that film. Um, but yeah, so that's, sometimes I'll, when I, I'll rethink of that one and be like, I, I went back and watched that one again. Like there was a lot of movies I didn't go back and see that you would expect I would have. Did you did you watch a I guess you would have watched a ton of films this year since you oh, yeah. did your work at the at the oh, theater. One, I, yeah, I well, like I said there was I didn't I wasn't working there at the January of the year. I don't remember when I started if it was like I think it was probably June like the summer. But cuz I remember like some of the summer movies and then the fall and Christmas, just like seeing everything, like, Dang. um, yeah, it's it fun. But yeah, Captain Crowley's Mandolin was the one where I was like, "What am I doing? This is this is I'm not getting a deal." This is yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale wasn't enough of a draw for me on that one either. <laughs> I forgot he was in it. Um, That's the course, only reason I knew about it was because he was in it. I didn't know who he was back then, though. Mm. 2001. I didn't find out about it until later. That's why. Oh, he was in um, what was that movie? Uh, Empire of the Sun. Well, yeah, he was just a little kid then. I remember that movie when it oh, came it was out, a good movie. but I didn't know who he was at the time. I like the perspective, a different view perspective of the war. It was different. Oh, Pootie Tang came out. Louis C.K. wrote. I think directed. someone mentioned that. Pootie Tang, Chris Rock movie. Never saw that okay. one. I think it was actually, it was, I think it was kind of dumb. Like, I would, I love Louis, Louis C.K. is one of my favorite comedians, and Chris Rock's awesome. You, and he wrote it? I think Louis C.K. wrote it and directed it, oh, and Chris Rock stars. And it's, well, Chris Rock doesn't star as much as you would think. I think Chris, there's this other dude who plays Pootie Tang, and I feel like he's just not as funny as, as you would hope. Well, oh, How do you feel about Louis C.K.? Is what? How do you How feel do you about Louis C.K.? You mentioned, uh, Josh Holm earlier. So how do you feel I about Louis C.K.? Oh, I love Louis C.K. No, I'm not bothered at all by his... Eh, people are weird. He's a pervert. You know, it's not... A, it, 
from this from what i can gather the specifics of it it doesn't bother me at all like he you know he's like can i do this they're like yeah and then they were like Oh, I thought they said no, and then he's like, okay, or something like I, I don't remember. Like they tried to make it out like he had, like he was in some sort of position of power and had exerted his power over these women. Like he wasn't in any position of power, and he right. didn't force them. I don't, I don't buy them. it. I, I mean, it's, it. it's a creepy, gross situation, but he, it wasn't like he forced himself uh, on yeah. anybody. So I, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's more that uh, they. He could do something for their career <laughs> if he wanted to. I, I, I thought he was like, <laughs> I thought he was like not even a somebody at that time. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I did. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I mean, there is that. I mean, you could, that could be argued, but I would also say like, they should have just said no. I mean, I, I'm probably not. Well, that's the whole reason they didn't want to say no, because, you know, right. he, Wait, because then could have helped the career so much, right? But but then that's like they did something kind of gross too, <laughs> like you know that kind of reminds me too of you know the whole thing with like um, so Harvey Weinstein and how, how you know what kind of like a scummy creep he was, but also there was I remember Salma Hayek wrote this big article. She's talking about when she was working on Frida, and. So, so like Harvey Weinstein used people, but people used him too, because they they would they would um, what word I'm trying to think of like they would sacrifice. Right, quid pro quo. They would sacrifice. It's all about the money. Their behalf to get what they wanted. So yeah, like it's all about the money. Were, you know, so she's all like complaint. So so like people that like got where they wanted to get because of what they got through him and what he got through them or whatever. Like I think right. her deal was he wanted to watch the scene where she was filming a, a lesbian love scene with Ashley Judd or something. And right. he wanted to watch it. And she <laughs> was like, you know, she, she didn't want him there, but he insisted because he's like producer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and so she did it and she's talking about how, you know, she just felt so gross and she's throwing up later and crying. And I'm like, but you got, you got what you, you wanted, got what you wanted out of it. Like why I, yeah. there's a lot of gray area in some of these situations. There is. Okay. I mean, that's Hollywood for you. <laughs> I thought that I heard that he was not a somebody at the time um, when I read up on the specifics. So I don't know. I might be mistaken about that. But, well, that's why I, I said. I watched no, Louis C.K.'s latest comedy special, and I got to say, that wanker is still funny. Oh, yeah. I bought, I bought both of them. Is <laughs> uh, sincerely and then sorry, and I've watched them. I've watched sincerely like three times, and I watched sorry twice now. And yeah, he's. I think he's at this point my favorite living stand-up comedian because really? honestly, Dave Chappelle dropped the bomb. It was between him, Burr, and Chappelle, and Chappelle's last special really wasn't that funny. It was just like it was pretty funny. He's awesome had good jokes, but he spent like 20 minutes telling like the serious story and talking about trans people. And I'm like, dude, you, I'm giving you an hour. Don't waste my time. Like, yeah. this isn't funny shit. This is, I don't I care. I have not even you seen know, it I don't yet. give a fuck. I don't have any dog in this fight. I don't give a fuck. Like, this isn't funny. You're here to make me laugh and I'm not laughing. But Louis C.K. doesn't do that. Louis C.K., I'm laughing the whole time. Like, he's really funny. Oh, is he the one on Netflix? 
Yeah, the one his hell, Louis C.K. Um, you have to buy Louis C.K.'s special. Okay. Isn't he the one that they're trying to cancel or something? Yeah, you're talking yeah, it's done. He got he's back. Show. I mean, his new special got nominated for a Grammy. You know, I think it, that was one of those where it's like, I think people are just confused about the internet. You know, every every this is all I think about a lot, which is every single person has an idea of we. And whatever we means, the society, a community, we, but every version of we is different for everyone. And that's the internet really throws it off. And I think everyone's just, no one knows what's going on. I mean, that's all yeah. that's going on. And so it's just have your own opinion and just don't fuck around. Like, <laughs> so that's what I think. I don't know. You know, I how, people, I you know how people are. I, I was going to say, Sashi, yes, I agree. And a lot of people around accepted it at the time until he could no longer serve their purpose. And then, yeah. well, we, you know what happened. It's like, you know what? I don't like you. Go away now. Yeah, go away now. <laughs> Is it that it can only happen in the environment where people accept it or that was the only environment there was? I mean, I've always mentioned that Hollywood is not a great well, place. Yeah. I think it was like, it was like a well-known not secret. <laughs> It, yeah. it was like a well-known secret what the stuff he was doing so like and so like basically from well, what it's I not understand, just harvey weinstein this is like a casting card just being around for decades oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, um, Funimation's kind of like that too and and it's it's accepted and tolerated because that particular person can do things mm -hmm. you know they sacrifice so much morality just to get where you know just in general to get where they to get what they want um so yeah, and I mean, it, it just yeah, feels I think the whole point is they shouldn't have to no right, yeah. they, shouldn't, they shouldn't have to it's right. greed but Money. you know anywhere you have humans you're gonna have crap like that happening low or low law and order yeah i wrote that down um we are going to get to the shows in just a second. There were so, actually several shows that. Yeah, I got a lot to mention. Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote but, the long order down as well. So wait, who else has to do their top? I so, think Colin. Yeah, I think I have do. you listed listed your top three? Or were I you think I'm done shouting out. We got very distracted. That was fast. Okay, um, <laughs> Simon. Do this. All right, I'll try. We did Maybe Colin. Yeah, maybe Colin will, huh? Wait, 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 wait. Didn't Colin already? I thought it was Simon. Simon's turn to do his. Simon do. Simon huh? go. You want me to go? Your 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 top three. I've got a top five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about four of them. So oh, okay. the, well, we haven't talked about the last. Uh, training day. Mm -hmm. Blow. Yeah. A beautiful mind. Amelie, and Amoris Peros. Oh, oh Morris Perils. I hated that movie. <laughs> I did see that movie. God, I hated that movie. Really? And I'm like, yeah. you know, it's 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 good technically, the filming, the acting, all that. Just I did yeah. not like the story. I did not like the people. I also did not like Ituma Bien. I couldn't stand that movie. And I'm like, this is why I don't watch Mexican movies because they don't make <laughs> stuff that I want to see. But I like the dialect, that Spanish dialect. Yeah. But it's Spain that makes the stuff I want to watch. So I got to yeah. put with that dialect that is different and the idioms are different. I'm going to end up saying something that's a mistake. Oh, uh, no, Mexican. I can tell. I can tell when something like they don't, they use vosotros. We don't, they don't, in Mexico, they don't even use that. 
no, they don't. But I'm also then, talking about things that are considered bad things to say in Mexico that are not in Spain. Well, mierda is a thing that's passed well, around. that's universal. That's just a universal. Word. It's a universal thing. Um, but yeah, Morris Perro. So that's that's your favorite of 2001. I didn't realize it was <laughs> that old. Yeah, I saw it once and I liked it. I liked how different it was, especially at the time. I was 20 years ago. It made um, waves. I remember it got noticed. But it's because, it's been too long. I don't. Is remember. that the same guy who did it to Mama Tambien? I don't think so. Let me see. Oh, Spike. Well, Actually, watched there's... 21 Grams, then went back and watched Morris Peros. There was the one Mexican show on Netflix that we were watching, and we never really finished it. Oh, the one with um the, the girl that played in uh La Reina del Sur. Yeah, oh, shoot. About we the president, yeah, you know, the Mexican president. Did it Morris Paris come come out in two thousand one? I'm not finding it. Yep, and Morris Paris was in Ratsu. You know what? Two thousand was Quaron. Okay, Quaron, that's right. But I'm not seeing it on this list, so that must have been one of those weird movies where maybe. Yeah, it's not showing up on my 2001 and list. It's on the box office mojo. Oh, hang that's, on. that's weird. Hold on. No, we didn't mention Spy Kids. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Spy Kids is listed as a 2000 film. So it must have been one it of is. those. So it came out in 2000 in Mexico in June, but I don't know when it was released. Yeah. Um, what is it why? even about? Drug stuff? It's like it's these different stories about these different guys, and I remember there was like dog fighting involved, and I remember, uh, geez, what's his name, Gael Garcia Bernal is in it. Um, I mean, it's it's like three different stories that kind of intersect. So, yeah, yeah, they know, connect in some way. Kind of like Pulp Fiction, you know, not too much like it. It's not like Tarantino esque, but that kind of mm -hmm. like yeah. intersecting multiple stories, kind of. Okay, it sounds interesting, but Sin, why do you not like it? I didn't like the people involved. I didn't like the characters. Uh, I just didn't. I yeah. didn't like, and it was just a storyline that I just didn't. It was about drugs, I'm assuming. Yeah, I no, I don't think it was. It's, about it's on the themes of loyalty and disloyalty. Yeah, I the dog the being representative just, of that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was released in on the thirtieth of March, two thousand and one, in the U.S. Okay. Limited release. Okay. All right, so that that's I why never. I don't even think I've ever heard of that movie. Happened. Yeah. The only Mexican movie that I know I want to watch is Matando, the one where Matando Cabos. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good movie. I like that it's movie. Got like a guy that looks like Shia LaBeouf, but then there's this other guy that also looks like Dexter. Yeah, Tony Dalton. Yeah. yeah. And he's playing in Hawkeye. Or Hawk, he played yeah, he Hawkeye. played in Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Um. He, he he's someone that can just cross seamlessly between the two because he's American, but he's also got he's also uh, Mexican. He's got Mexican heritage and he's completely fluent in Spanish and English. So, well, even the girl so, you were saying there was two girl like the two girls in this race screen. Yeah, like I know the one girl because I did see I um, I saw um, oh what was that movie called the musical. In, in the height. height, yeah, like she was in that. That was the first time I noticed her. So that girl is the one who plays like the main character in Scream, and she was born in Monterrey, Mexico. I believe it was Monterrey. 
And the other girl who plays her sister, she's Latina also, but she was she's American. She was born here. So it's crazy how they could just switch dialects. I know. By being bilingual is really cool. Being multilingual is cool. Spy kids. I don't know how you could do that. Oh, really? That's another movie that I <laughs> It was like water over chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I remember that film. That wasn't like in the 90s, maybe? Oh, I remember that past I now. Totally That's 90s when the podcast part is over. I didn't like we're that. entering the 2000s. Well, we were just talking about Mexican stuff. So Simon listed his Simon listed his five. What was mm -hmm. the other one you listed? Oh, you said Amoris Paris. Okay. Yeah. All right. Amoris Paris. All right. Oh, this is hard. But I feel like I need to do a top seven. <laughs> you can do a top, however. Did you, you you had a lot of shout outs, but did you give us an actual official yeah, top? I think I'm ready. Okay. And there is some almost more shout. Like, I'm sitting okay. here looking at the list, and the more I think about it, the more I want to watch the man who wasn't there again. I feel like, I think I would really like revisiting that movie. It, I really like Billy Bob Thornton's performance. It's kind of like a minimalist performance. It's really interesting. Uh -huh. Uh, so let's shout that out. So what is it I need to say? Cowboy Bebop is, gets a special place. I'll do a top yeah. five. I think this is like okay. top five-ish. Bebop gets a special place because, like I said, it's kind of like my favorite movie because it's my favorite show. Without the show, I don't know if it would be my favorite movie. So it, mm. it's, a, it's a weird spot there. Um, yeah. But I have to say Cowboy Bebop. Um I was going to bring up Amit Lee. I think it's right outside the top five because that was one that, like, I love it so much. I loved it, and I still – I haven't watched it for a while. I think it's too nostalgic for me. I think that will take me back to, like, sweet, optimistic teenage call, and the world's going to be so uh, – yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't go – you know, I can't do that kind of happy nostalgia very often sometimes. So, But Amelie's a great movie. I, love, I loved it. You know, it – See, I own the DVD. A lot of these I'm talking about. I bought that DVD and I watched it a bunch, you know, and it was really good. And then, um, so I think I'll do uh, top five though. Cowboy Bebop. I think Black Hawk Down has to be yeah. there. Yeah. Such a good war. One of my favorite war movies ever. Um, yeah, so good. Like it's non. There's like no boring parts. You just read it the whole time. Um, so then top three. I'm not seeing it on IMDb, but you guys said Memento is a one. Memento, so, yeah. Yes. Uh huh. That's, that's, that's gotta be. Yeah. That's it gotta is. be top three because that's one. It's still to this day just one of the most creative and original movies with the, the story, like the oh, writing yeah. and the direction. And then the Guy Pierce is so cool. Um, so I really like that. Memento. We are always getting stupid spams. I'm blocking them. Bye. <laughs> it's crazy bots out there it's like bots yeah, I know. on themselves <laughs> like the internet is a mess <laughs> um yeah. but then okay top two it's almost tied i'll i'll bring up i'll probably have the my favorite i'll tell my favorite first and we actually haven't talked about it much lord of the rings fellowship of the ring we wow. just touched on it i remember what a big deal that movie was how excited people were oh, yeah. about it we were yeah. we were right there because that I mean I would say that's my favorite movie of the year for sure. Okay. Um, you were facing the forces of all the customers going into that theater. <laughs> well, it was um, cool because probably two years before that, 
99 or so, I was 14. My mom had always loved the books. You know, she'd read the books more than a dozen times growing up. Oh, dang. She gave me the books and I read them at like 14. And I was like, these are awesome. I love them, you know? And it was like a few months after I finished reading the books, I read, they're making a movie. And I was like, so the whole time I was like, who are they casting? It's this guy. Oh, that's perfect casting. Like I was paying attention and it came out and man, it, for me and like my mom, who a huge fan favorite books ever it really lived up to the hype like as mm -hmm. it lived oh, up yeah. to the books in a way that so rarely our movies are able to live up to books and it's just like the casting is great all the, the cinematography the all the production value of how much work you can see it on the screen um and it's just a movie you can get lost in you know and just go to the, go to the middle earth and it's one of those movies, it kind of like makes you feel, at this point now, it's been 20 years, it's like, a, you know, it's comfort movie. It's like, it feels yeah, good. To the right. And I think of all the movies, Fellowships is my favorite because it really the more he starts throwing CG action, it's like, it's cool the first time, but it, it's eventually like some, it's kind of like a, I don't care. It gets to be excessive. Like I think he ruined the Hobbit movies by just making it all CG. Yeah, the Hobbits were they that did not need to be three films. Yeah, it did not. <laughs> it should have um, been one. Did Did you get the extended? Did you get the extended? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Me and my dad at least. <laughs> I've never seen the extended one. I know. <laughs> Me and my dad watched the Hobbit movie. Watching all three extended back to back. It was about twelve hours. Dang. And wow. We just woke up in the morning. <laughs> started you know take breaks throughout the day and by that night we finished you know it turned into Gollum. yeah <laughs> by night i was Gollum. <laughs> yeah but i man i love it i love lord of the rings i think it's you know number one truly i was on i was on a some sh late night what is the dude anyways it's really funny anyways the movie's not really fun the movie's really great the movie's yeah, awesome everyone but what can i say that hasn't been said everyone knows lord of the rings so then i'm gonna Go to my number two movie, but I'm going to talk about it last because I don't think any of us talked about the Royal Tenenbaums. That was it was mentioned, it was mentioned. very briefly in passing. Yeah, and I mean it's it's right up. It's close to Lord of the Rings. It's it's one of my all time favorite movies. I I'd say I mean it's probably top twenty all time, and it's just a movie that I love. And it's just I really enjoy Wes Anderson as a filmmaker, and you know this is the movie that really. I'd seen Rushmore before this and liked it. And this movie, I just, I saw it in the theater with my friend. And it, to me, it's just like, it's so good. He's very artistic in all the framing. It's very like colorful. Um, it's really creative, like the characters and the actors. It's really funny in a quirky, unexpected way. Um, and it's just different. And it's just something that it's just, it's easy to watch. I feel like it's really easy to watch the way the narration and the story goes. And as much as Wes Anderson's done a lot of good movies, some maybe close to as good as this one, I think this is still like my favorite Wes Anderson movie and one of my all time favorite movies. And it's just one that I can't really, uh, it's almost perfect to me. The music, it's got a great score. Um, and I think Gene Hackman is so funny. His role as Royal Tenenbaum is what really seals it. It really- a pretty big cast in there too. Great cast, yeah. And that's the one, I think that's what seals it. Gene Hackman's role as Royal Tenenbaum is very, very funny. And 
it's just a great movie. It's on. It's Wes Anderson. You know, if you like Wes Anderson, I think you would like this movie. Um, I was looking up. He, I forgot. So he's the guy that did the uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I've forgotten that that was. And he is a a new movie just came out. I really want to see it. I need to. I, it's not on Redbox. You know, I'll probably. Uh, Licorice Pizza. Oh, is that him? Wait, say it mm -hmm. again. Licorice Pizza. Did you know Rick Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is in that movie? Licorice Pizza. I don't know about that. I've one. heard of Licorice Pizza. He did that one. Didn't realize. I don't think he did that one. Let me see. Uh, that movie looked kind of. Oh, Paul weird. Thomas Anderson. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not seeing that. Um, uh, Colin, the latest one, okay, he did it's one called The French Dispatch. The French Dispatch, yeah, I was saying like some newspaper thing. Yeah, The French okay. Dispatch with a granola stacked cast. Yeah, um, I see the poster here, a lot of people. Yeah, so he I, did that's Isle on, of Dogs too. Isle of uh, Dogs. Aquatic. Isle of Dogs is, is his worst movie, in my opinion. Really? Isle of Dogs. We stopped watching before it ended because it was just boring. It was boring. I think well, every other movie he's done is far from boring. But I think, I, for me personally, Isle of Dogs uh, sucks. Fantastic Mr. Fox is cool. Life Aquatics, pretty good, pretty fun. Um, Moonrise Kingdom's one of his best movies. Grand Budapest Hotel is one of his best movies. Rushmore is an awesome movie. I mean, I think he's one of the best directors of, of the day. Like top top three, at least top five, but maybe top three. Um, and the thing I don't like about him is that his style is just so pronounced that it kind yeah. of overwhelms the stories and they just kind of start to blend into each other. I can see that. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I can see that. I, got, I, I like it myself, but yeah, it does. It kind of overshadows the story in a way. And, yeah. I love Grand Budapest Hotel is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh really? Yeah. I think that I I, I saw that once and I think I've seen I saw the Life Aquatic. I remember being underwhelmed by the Life Aquatic. Um Yeah, I don't think it's one of his better movies, but I think it's good. I think the Darjeeling Limited is probably one of his weaker although even that's like better than your average movie, I would say. Um but I think Isle of Dogs was bad. Darjeeling Limited, okay. And Life Aquatic, pretty good. But a lot of his movies are like real top tier, I think. Um, yeah, Rushmore, World Ten of Bombs. The girl in Rushmore, the woman in Rushmore, I, no one's probably seen it, but I thought I always thought she would be the perfect Laura Croft. Like she looked like her, her accent sounded like her. Let me look. I don't remember her name though. Olivia Williams? Maybe. I can look at okay. That. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's uh, I've seen her in different things before. Yes, Olivia Williams. I think she's she's Laura Croft. At this point, she's too old. But you know, 20 years ago, I think she would have been a good Laura Croft. Um but that's my top five. Okay. Lord of the Rings, World Ten Bombs. Black Hawk Down, Memento. I forget the other one. We were just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the title of it again? That's all right. It was, um, hold on. Uh oh. Uh -oh. oh, Cowboy Bebop. Because that's it. That's right. Uh -oh. It's because you mentioned that one first. It's just, 
I forgot that yeah. one. Arthur, have you settled on your uh, Okay, well, technically it would have to be six, and they're kind of all out of – they're just out of order. They, they don't really have any, like, different positions because they could change any time. Mm-hmm. I have only one honorable mention, and that's Enemy at the Gate. That's an honorable mention. And then everything else is – Black Hawk Down, Memento, Training Day, Harry Potter, Brotherhood of the Wolf, and Cowboy Bebop. Woo! (laughs) Of course makes the list. I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah, Yeah. it was good. It was long, actually. It was like two Mm -hmm. hours long, I think. Or an hour and 50. It was was on up there. I'm still, like, I still think it holds up, like, the animation, like, today, 20 years ago. Well, I remember asking you, I said, is the show this, is the show animated as well as this? It, it's really good. Yeah, I, it is. It's same. just the movie's more. It seems like it has more of a higher budget. More yeah, detail. I would agree yeah. with that. It's the same animation team. I think they're just able to do a bit more. Yeah. But I, watching the show, I never feel like they're in a, in any way like not able to do whatever they want. That's why I love the show. Is like it's so creative. It, there's so much cool shit. You should definitely watch animated Bebop if you like the movie. Um, I will. I'll get around to it for sure. I got to finish the live action. I think I've got like, I think I'm yeah. on episode eight now, maybe. Yeah, uh, the nine and ten I was so excited about, and then it's like it's like yeah. I couldn't admit it to myself, but I they were disappointed. You know, it took a couple days for me to like they weren't that bad. They had weak moments, but they, you know, but now I'm like no. They were pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bad. Well, I'll be there. You already get to the part about the crazy, crazy Pierre, purple guy with the hat and the beard. Pierre Lefou. No, I don't know. Oh, you haven't gotten to him yet. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of who you're talking. He was the, okay. I thought I mentioned before. He was the one that kind of freaked me out, or not freaked me out, but kind of was scary. Um, Is he even at least in the anime? Or- is he yeah, he is. He is? Okay. He is in that, yeah. Well, if you I've seen him... Is that crazy. what he is? Yeah, like the one he's like always grinning. Yeah, I think that was episode eight because he's laughing all the time. He's almost like a skull face. Like his jaw's always like... Okay, I had, I don't don't think... I, I stepped I'm... away for a second. He's talking about Cowboy Bebop again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Join in on yeah, the club. Was... Uh, Invader, we did. Uh, I, I mentioned the one uh, earlier. I I enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty good. That was an interesting because it was like it was it was about multiverses, basically, <laughs> parallel universes. It was kind of interesting. Um, do we want to move on to the shows now? We can. I've got. There were actually a lot of good shows that started in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Well, twenty four started. Twenty four started. Alias started. Alias started. Now, yeah. is that is that okay? I I've only seen bits of it, but are alien is Alias and Twenty Four worth watching? So the first few seasons are good, and then they drop off. Alias started off. Man, the first season of Alias was like, holy cow! I love this show, and Jennifer Garner was just so awesome and such a good actress, and she was so cool and kick ass, and the stories are really were really not were nice they were awesome and then after about season three it starts to kind of tumble downhill i felt like and the same thing with 24 24 started off 
really good and it was so good and i think it was after season four maybe or season five that it's they just went on uh, a few seasons too too long like after a bit it was just like they overdid so much stuff but they're they're good the problem is if you stop it's hard to stop because there's cliffhangers sort of or a snag for the next season that yeah. makes you want to keep watching and then you keep watching and you're like crap it's terrible that's the uh, yeah and invader zim did yeah that's a nickelodeon show that did start in 2001 yeah even fairly odd parents started that year i'll be right back but i've got two comedy series i definitely want to mention okay all right well yeah, yeah I, the, like that's I, the thing the law like you you kind of don't want it to end but on the other hand if you keep dragging it then it's going to get like it's edited. pretty rare that a, a series can stay solid the whole way through because it's like they they either wear out their welcome they go on too long or well, alchemist maybe one example or they stop too soon or they get canceled let's say they get canceled too soon yeah but um alias yeah the first few seasons are were really good um and also justice league arturo that started oh yeah we did see that one that was a really good cartoon and samurai jack started in 2000 yeah samurai jack it's surprising that these shows are that old and oh grammar billy and mandy oh yeah i saw that when i was going through the list but i didn't Um, i didn't write it down there was one surprise me was trailer park boys i had no idea that was been running for so long is it still on it was 2001 to 2018. oh, oh wow. wow wait a minute a oh, oh totally spies started in 2001 uh yeah i think so uh, um oh and then, then did you, have yeah. you ever heard of reba reba reba, reba. reba. yeah i actually reba reba yeah. i actually wrote that down because um and yeah, I noticed Star Trek Enterprise, which I never really watched that. But I wrote Reba down because it's a comedy show and I'm not into comedy. But for some reason, I really like that show. And I think <laughs> part of it might have had something to do with the fact that I believe I started. I don't know when it came out, but I think I started watching it at some point after 9-11. I was so freaking depressed and upset and just down. And that show kind of brought a little bit of laughter back in yeah. to the world it felt like um and, and plus it was it was just funny i, I just, the, the dynamic between the different characters in there was um was really good the office started the uk version wait ricky ricky uh was, the it UK ricky? Ver- was it the uk version okay yeah 2001 ricky Tri- was oh ricky? yeah okay ricky gervais i i saw the office but for some reason i was thinking it was the one from over here no no it was the the ricky gervais one. oh now one of my favorite one of my favorite live action shows of 2001 is band of brothers oh yeah that's right and that still holds up today like you could yeah. sit there watching and, and you're like was this really made in 2001 <laughs> well it's a period piece so yeah but like the way they shot it yeah it looks like I mean, you know, that they had a lot of actors in there that, you know, would later become like these big, you know, well-known actors. Um, Jimmy Fallon made an appearance. Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. He introduced me to something that now I already um, know. 
and uh, oh, uh, the dude who played um oh gosh Sherlock uh, young Sherlock. Professor X no the dude kind who played Cumberbatch? no the guy who played his nemesis starts with an M no. Moriarty he oh yeah there. Moriarty he's in there yeah mm -hmm. he's in um it's got it well okay I said it's got a Professor X the young Professor X mm -hmm. it's got him it's also got Mag young Magneto yep it's got him and it's got um, several people it's got the guy he was in Sonic the Hedgehog for a little bit the military guy I can't remember who that was he was the one talking with uh, Jim Carrey's character I know but I don't remember. I don't remember who. If he you was. see his face, you know what, what I'm talking. It's also got um, the brother, the brother of um, what's his name? Oh, Donnie yeah. uh -huh. It's got, it's got him. Uh It's got the dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ben. Um, Abraham. Who's Deanna? Oh yeah, that's right. Got him. Right. I don't give a monkey's left nut. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Um, that guy, yeah. Him. It's, got him. it's also got the main guy that plays in Man of Brothers. We we've seen him around, yeah. but to be honest, that's like this is like the only show that I've seen him in that I've only I've only seen him in. He's been in. He was in a show that lasted for quite a while here. I think it was called Life. I never really watched it all. Oh, it, one it's, episode. It's got another guy too that you may recognize but there's an also the, the other guy that's kind of funny in banner brothers uh he was in justified the guy who plays sort of the bad guy in justified um no not him he i i don't know if if he worked at like a at a jail or something i'm not sure i just remember seeing a promo of one of the episodes of justified and i'm like oh that guy was in banner brothers he played like a radio oh. guy oh okay i and I'd probably know him if i saw his face there's oh it had the guy also from Supernatural too the funny demon oh yeah that guy I know who you're talking about mm -hmm. yeah him and I thought oh it's even it's even got okay he only appeared in one episode he was a German he was a German general but he he was in the Raiders of the Lost Ark as a German officer oh that guy okay. yeah but, but to be honest he also appeared. He also appeared in Force Tens of Navarone as a German guy. Well, he's being typecast. And, 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 German? And, and guess what? You know that movie about the girl that goes into Germany? It was hmm. a 92 movie? Yeah. He was, he was in that. He was in the scene where the guy, uh, the love interest, had to escape out in the train station. Okay. He was like, he's one of the guys that he shot in that room. Oh, okay. When he was making his escape, he so he's like That's he played, he played, he's played like Nazi soldiers or Nazi generals or something like that. I'm like, oh goodness, wow. Okay. And and there's also this Australian actor that's in it too. There's like a few Australian. Oh, oh, and the guy from the first Conjuring, he's also in it. Oh, okay. He's the one that I told you about. Wait, how wait, wait, wait. The first Conjuring. The first the time, yeah, he was the husband of the the husband of the woman in the house. Ron yeah, Livingston. That's why I couldn't really take Bounder Brothers seriously. Yeah, <laughs> him off his face. Yeah, I oh. know what you mean. I had well, the same feeling where like 
it, it, yeah, it felt he didn't feel right as a soldier. He's so like such a slacker, like so. Doesn't yeah. there was a funny scene with him where like it's near the end of the war, and he and he's like he gets an envelope from his wife, like he's she's pretty much divorcing him and taking the dog, and he's like. She doesn't even like the dog or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the one you told me about. Yeah. yeah. Maybe oh, one of these days I'll finish Santa Brothers. Oh, it's also got the guy from, uh, he 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 showed up in a Doctor Who episode. Aw. Aw. That's a white fluffy cat. Gandalf. Very fluffy. We love Gandalf. Lord of the Rings. His that's a perfect Gandalf, name. Gandalf the White. Nope. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's got the guy from Doctor Who. He was the one who was like a boyfriend to the girl that was in Harry Potter. That's the ghost. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't remember his face, Arturo. I don't remember his face. He was in Doctor Who. Yeah. I, I know what you're I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember his he face. He was and in Bad he was the one that kind of was a little odd, kind like he kinda of went blind at one point. Because of some it's shock. It's been so long since I saw any of those episodes, so I don't remember. Overall, though, like I just think it still holds up today. You could watch it; you won't even know it was a 2001 show. It's like a yeah. high production. I mean, Steven Spielberg worked on it. Come you on. haven't even seen the Pacific. No, I want to watch that. Oh, Pacific was I. There was a few scenes in the Pacific that haunted me. Like really. I heard that they really show like the Japanese kind of pretty much did the same tactics that the Taliban did, just put civilians in front with bombs strapped to them or something. Yeah, it's really that depicted in the Pacific. From what I've heard, mm. what Jackson said, you know, my friend Jackson, he's seen it. There is some yeah brutal scenes. I feel like near the end when they're closing in on. I don't know if it was Okinawa or something, but it was like, uh, just like, oh man, it was, yeah. Oh, you talk about the beach scene where it's like no, a it's more like, eBay massacre. I don't think that. I remember it was like a city, like a city. It's nighttime, the city's on fire, and like someone's crawling around, like on the street, like wounded, and they just get shot and die, and it's just it felt like horror. Like it felt like oh. Like I hate war. Any yeah. any good movie makes you hate war. Like I don't know how people do it. Like, well, there was a movie about a, a medic with uh, Mel Gibson directed. I wish I Andrew could. Garfield. Yes, yes. Yeah. that was a really good movie about war. Oh, I forgot really. the name of that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, something uh, Ridge or something. Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. That's the one. That's okay. a great war film. One of the better war films I've ever seen. I heard it was good, but I haven't. I'm not now, super crazy about war films either. Yeah. Now the Pacific, I heard it was really good. the Pacific also has well-known actors too. Arturo, you forgot to mention that Jimmy Fallon was in Band of Brothers. I no, oh, I what? mentioned Jimmy Fallon was in Band of Brothers. Oh, did I you? It went right over yeah. my head. Okay. Um. But yeah, I would say Band of Brothers is still a good, good television show. I watched show. it once many years ago, and I, yeah, it was very cinematic, high quality. I liked mm -hmm. it, and I probably re it's pro it's been long enough I could watch it again. Yeah, the only episode I probably would not rewatch is probably episode what was it nine, ten, or it's the one about when they find that one of the death camps. That's depressing. No. Oh yeah. yeah, and the actor that played uh. You know, the guy that played Abraham in Walking Dead. Remember we went to his panel? 
Yeah. And he was saying how they, some sort of like relationship when it came to that, like the filming process of the movie. You mean the you You're like interesting but horrible theory. or something like that. Kinda like kinda like that. I don't remember that. Yeah. He weird. talked about it. Okay, he says uh episode nine was the camp one. Yeah, that one. Okay. Oh, another another show that came out that got me into vampires, Helsing. Oh, Helsing was two thousand one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Um, a crazy version of Dracula. If that's what <laughs> I love Crispin Freeman in there. Um, He's so good. He is good. In his uh, laugh, too. I just like. I had. I had written down Smallville. Smallville was brought up. I had that thing went on forever, and also Six Feet Under uh, came out in two thousand one. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm smoking. That was me smoking. That was you smoking? What? This picture? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it meant something else. Uh, according to Jim, also, and Law and Order, we talked about Law and Order, and Crossing Jordan, which was a show I used to like to watch, and the Bernie Mac show came out in 2001. Those were the main, like, big ones that I noticed when I was going through the list. Oh, we didn't mention the biggest one of all. Which... What? I gotta mention, there's two comedies this year, huge, and I'm hoping Joe is listening because I'm always like, I know you guys aren't as into the comedy, but (laughs) with TV, well, it depends on what it is. It's like I don't mind some comedies if it's if it's done right. Right. For me, TV is like ninety percent comedy. Um, but The Office, BBC. Yeah, we did. We mentioned that. I think you were out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Have you guys watched that one? I have not seen any of the, I've only seen bits and pieces of The Office just because maybe somebody else is watching it or whatever. I've never the really original, watched it. The original. Yeah, no, I've, I've only seen clips of it online. It's worth it. it. I've watched it. Or like Ricky Gervais. The whole series is like 12 episodes. It's like yeah, two, it didn't, didn't six go very long. seasons, which yeah. is just, that's how British always do their stuff. You know, they do two or three seasons and they're done. But like um ours went on longer, I think. They're smarter when it comes to stuff like that. Now they got some stuff that's yeah. going on freaking forever, but they generally know when to wrap Doctor up the story. It's syndication that uh makes everything so long in America. Mm, yeah, gotta hit that number. Yeah. But uh, um so what's the other one? BBC though is it it, it it holds up. And Ricky Gervais, I love I've been watching um the Ricky Gervais show, the animated where they talk to Carl Pilkington, and it's so funny, and I'm just loving that. I'm binge watching that. Ricky Gervais is so funny, and The Office is it holds up. It, I've watched it probably half a dozen times. It, it's really funny. Like Ricky Gervais is so good. It, it's really good, and Martin Freeman's in. You know, so yeah, that's right. I saw clips of I. I think I was recently watching like some bloopers or something yeah. with him in The Office, and I didn't realize until then. But him ripping into oh yes, that was absolutely amazing. I've always known, well, I mean, I've known for years that he would do that kind of stuff. So then when he went to the uh, Golden Globes and did what he did, and it was just like all, it was exploding all over Twitter. I was like, I, I love it that he did that. He did that. I yeah, thought it was Ricky, amazing. Ricky Gervais. Well, I was, I was going to say, Martin Freeman really, he, he's kind of helps make, the, he's like the heart of the show. He helps make it like more related. So like, John, like Jim does. And, 
American. So whose character, like, what's the American version of Martin Freeman's character? Uh, John Krasinski? Krasinski. Yeah, okay. Krasinski. He's like the, the normal person that's relatable okay. and likable. He has a crush on the secretary. All right. Um, and, he, you know, he helps make the show, like, more human because the rest of them are, like, Ricky Gervais. You're supposed to kind of, even more so than Steve Carell, he's, like, unlikable. Like, you're kind of laughing at him. Um, mm. But it's so good. And, sorry. Oh, hang on. Stephen Fry um, had an interview where he was asked, what's the difference between uh, British humor and American humor? And he said that American humor tends to be the guy who sort of always comes out on top because he's like the smartest guy in the room and he's like most charming, biggest dick, everything like that. Uh, whereas Rick, uh, British humor is like the trodden on guy, the bribeaten guy. Like, uh, oh, what's his name? His character's name? David Brent. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, in, oh, what's it called? Animal House? You've got Bluto, who comes up with the guy, the folk singer, playing the, the guitar in the stairs, smashes the guitar. Well, that's the American sort of hero. Yeah. The guy who's just kind of the bulldog's end. Whereas the British comedian would want to be the guy playing the guitar. Also, Ricky Gervais was on uh, Grim Norton's show recently. And they said that he did the Golden Globes five times over 10 years. And at the start... The press were like, how could you say such a thing? This is like <laughs> right. these poor people. And then by the end, they were like, oh, fuck these guys. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. It was just, it's funny. It was so funny when they would cut over and show some of the faces, the expressions on their face. Like Tom Hanks at one point was like. <laughs> Kate Blanchett was on that show. <laughs> she said. On, on the yeah, Great was, Okay. Yeah. With Ricky Gervais. And she's like, uh -huh. like when you were doing that. Uh, you mentioned Harvey Weinstein, and they cut to me. And I'm like, what the fuck? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Rick, Ricky Gervais, the more I find out about him, like, he's he's really funny. He's really a down-to-earth, like, sweet and caring person. He's really, And he's really smart and talented. And, I mean, he's he's worked on and made all sorts of shows. Like, he's hardworking and gets a lot. He's made a lot of He's prolific. And he's – but I think – He's very funny and down to earth in a way that I like. You know, he's like, the more you hear about, it, like, he's a genuinely kind, like, considerate person. I think, which is just it, rare for that to come across in celebrities. Where I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a good guy right here. Like, I don't, like, it's hard to act. Like, it, it's easy to act like it, but it's hard to act like it all the time. I, I guess is what I'm. It's easy yeah. to make virtue signaling. But it's hard to like never slip up, like it, to always be real and to never come across as like a Jake. So I I really like Ricky Gervais. I think he's a good guy. Well, he also doesn't seem to me, and I don't know, maybe it's all an act, but he doesn't seem to me to be somebody that's full of himself. Oh no, no. you know, and that's one of the things I really like about him. Yeah, and he's got a really quirky sense of humor. Which is what you I picked up. Like I think the very first thing I might have seen him in was Night at the Museum. Yeah, that was my first experience. Played, and he was so funny in there because yeah, he was yeah. such a he was such a butt, but he was hilarious. Yes, and, yeah, I was like, this yeah. guy, and then I watched him in the movie where um was it called Ghost Town or something? Yeah, like where he's seeing like ghosts. Oh, that movie! Is but you know what? 
What's funny is that you found a video of when he was very young singing, and this was like an be like a pop star. Yeah, and he looked so handsome. Really? (laughs) He doesn't look bad now. He's just no, no, no. But back then, it's it's like uh, how Johnny Depp looks so young. He doesn't look like he doesn't even look like the same person. Yeah, I I want to Google that. I'll be right back. You yeah. were sh- like I, I remember how was when you were like shocked. It's like what? <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't look anything like he does now. In no. The older... No, he doesn't. Yeah. About but... Macross, I heard that they did weird things with that series. I've never even heard of that, so I have no. Is that it? Was that movie that uh, I went to go see with my friends? Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I gotta click on this young Ricky. Yeah, just look it up. Ricky Gervais pop idol. He doesn't look like Ricky Gervais. <laughs> no. <laughs> Girl, you never saw that movie with him in it where he was the dentist that could see dead people. It doesn't even seem real. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like what? Who is this person? Wow, it, is like, it really Ricky Gervais? It looks more like <laughs> really David is. Bowie or something. Like, yeah, thing. I want to link that in the YouTube chat. So okay, people know what we're laughing at. Can you, can you put it? Yeah, no, can you put it in the chat, Colin? I'm laughing at the fact that think only you can. Ricky Gervais was so That's right. Sorry. Um. Okay, hold on. Uh, which video are you looking at? Oh, you could put it in the private chat, can't you? And then I, I can guess it, we can type in private, but we can't. Okay, type you put you put here. Here's young Ricky Gervais. I just crazy. All right, I'm gonna put up the picture. I'll put the picture up for the people in the regular chat. It it really just does not. And there's video of him singing somewhere because they played that on like some. He was like a guest on some talk show, and they played it. And I was like, that was when I first found out about it. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so funny, but Archer, you should watch that movie. The, it's the, weird, the it's like, movie, it's really good. If you know it's him, you can see the similarities. But like, if you didn't know it was him, you would yeah. never ever guess that was. He him. definitely has a David Bowie look there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's Man. Okay, so then I've, I've got to talk about one of my all-time favorite TV shows, and I'm hoping someone's heard about this: Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, someone mentioned. Was that you, Simon? It was. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea it was running from 2001. To me, it's like a fairly recent phenomenon, like in the past five years. Mm-hmm. I'd heard about it. So, have you watched it? No. Oh man, it's worth it. It's it's so good. And the coolest thing I think about it. Well, I shouldn't say that. One interesting thing about it is that you know the BBC Office we were just talking about kind of got credit for like bringing that whole talk to the camera pseudo documentary style to the forefront or whatever like trailer park boys actually started doing that before the british office like this they came out the same year and as you can see on imdb and trailer park boys actually started production i think before the british one which is to say that they weren't copying they were doing their own thing Trailer Park Boys is, it's the same, it's pseudo documentary. It's like this documentary crew following these guys around. They, they've interviews with the camera. And the show, it takes place in Canada. And it's these three friends that live in a trailer park, the Trailer Park Boys. And they're always doing petty crimes because they just, you know, instead of having real jobs, they're always doing petty crimes and going to jail. 
and they're always like smoking weed, drinking, smoking cigarettes, and they're really two of them are really dumb. One of them is really dumb, and it's just really funny. And it's something about it; it's just so real. The way it's kind of documentary style, and the way they're just walking around this trailer park, smoking cigarettes, drinking, talking about weed, doing little crimes. That it just feels like just feels so much more real and relatable than most almost any other network tv show that feels like there's the filter between the audience and the production where they're like we got to make sure this is okay for tv you know trailer park boys is like it really feels like they're just walking around filming these these dumb assholes that <laughs> smoke and commit crimes and it's so fun and it's so funny. It's it's hard to, like, I remember my friend when I told him about it, he's like, I guess I'll chat. Like, it doesn't sound like a good show. But when you start watching it, the characters, the actors and the characters are so funny that it, it hooks you in. And I think it's, it's definitely a top 10 all-time comedy series. Like, if you don't know about it, if you like comedy, you don't know about it, you've got to watch it. I don't it. even remember if I'd ever heard of it. I was actually going to say, Sin, I mean, I know comedy is not always your thing and we don't have the same taste, but if you yeah. ever want to watch a comedy, like if you did uh, Google YouTube, uh, Ricky isms, like trailer park boy, Ricky isms, cause he's always like saying things wrong. Like, uh, get two birds, to get two birds stoned at once, you know, survival. <laughs> Sounds That's like great. an Archie Bunker type of guy. So would you say oh, the BBC version is... I was just going to say, is the BBC version better than the American one? Oh, he's not talking about The Office. Uh, oh, as far as this, I'm talking about, talking about a completely now. Different show. Like uh, well, I thought you were talking about The Office. I was oh, a second yeah. ago. And then I was comparing about like the style. Because um, they both are pseudo documentaries. Yeah. That, and I would say neither of them copied the other. They both happened to come out with it at the same time. Because one's in Canada, one's in Britain. I doubt, you know, it's like real world and other stuff. It's not like it was the most original idea. They just both kind of tapped into it at the same time. And it's really it. is, is so if you cool. like, if you like British comedies, have you seen Peep Show or Black Books? Wait, Black Books? Wait, mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen. Is Peep Show have Dave Barry wow. in it? No, no. Okay. I love Dave Barry. I don't know. I didn't watch Peep Show. Is that a good one? Yeah. Okay, I might watch it then. I didn't like the preview. I, you know, it's one of those things I like. I saw one preview for it, and I didn't. I wasn't interested, so I just kind of wrote it off. I have I'll link the first episodes for both in the Discord. Okay. I'll I'll check it out. I love I love some comedy. It's on Hulu, Amazon, and the Roku channel. It's what it says here on a quick a quick uh, search for it. Wow, that went on for a good while. From 2003 to 2015. TPB, Trail Park Boys. Yeah. It... No, Peep Show. Oh, Peep Show. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, there's only like seven seasons. It... They skipped a couple of years. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys. So I could really go on and on. It's one of those shows, you know, I quote all the time. Um, I've rewatched it many times. It really is like it's as good as it gets. And it, they did seven seasons in Canada and they canceled, you know, got canceled. And then they became kind of a cult hit. And then Netflix brought them back a few years later as a Netflix show. And then they did like another four or five seasons with Netflix. 
Then they did an mm-hmm. animated series on Netflix for two or three seasons. Oh, uh-huh. There's a, a ton of content. I would say the all all the best stuff is those first seven seasons. Like the Netflix series is good, but the ultimate shit was that first seven seasons. Some of it, it it's just some of the funniest stuff I've seen in television is in Trailer Park Boys. And just long cuts, you know, where it, it just really like oh man, there's there's the physical comedy, one of the all-time great scenes where Ricky decides to be a handyman, make some honest cash. So uh, a neighbor's like, you need to put in this towel holder, you know, like a little ring to put a towel on in the bathroom. And by the end of it, Ricky has torn out the entire wall of the bathroom, destroyed the plumbing, like poured this, like he's damaged the thing as bad as you can. And it's the way that they, it feels so natural. Um, I'm going on too much, but I could, I could keep going. It's I can cool. tell you really like that show. Really, really good. Yeah, it's one of my. Have you guys seen Undeclared? Bill Samaras has brought this up a couple of times. I think I watched it one episode, but it was I'm not I can't do school stuff. I feel like if I remember correctly, it was it took place like in a school or with like high school, and I just like once I get old. Now that I'm older, I can't really do. Like I can't relate to teenagers anymore. I guess I had it pulled up here. I was going to look and see. I don't. I don't remember. I had it pulled up. Now I've closed out the tab. Dang it. Undeclared. Well, I don't know if Joe's still there. If Joe has ever watched Trailer Park Boys. Joe, where are you? Yeah. It. It. it well, it's. It's I, kind right. of a school-ish show. A guy and his dorm mates. Yeah. Uh, Arthur, have you heard of that? Beyblade? Wait, wait, wait. Beyblade anime apparently started to that. I never have guessed that it... Huh. Let me see a picture. Yeah, dorm stuff. Uh, I recognize it, but I don't remember if I've seen it. It might have played on Cartoon Network back in the day. Uh, it's got that early 2000 look. Coming out of the '90s and into the 2000s, there's a very distinct like style to their animations. So that was a a, a, a series or a, oh yeah yeah oh it looks kind of crazy. It's kind of cartoony. Yeah. But can you just tell it's like early 2000s art style? Dol- I don't know. How to say. Is that Dolce Marist? Well, I've been saying Dolce Marist. Dulcimers. I don't know if I'm saying it right. So, okay, so yeah, it's Dulcimers and Joe. It's a Trail Park Boys is on Netflix now, streaming every season. <laughs> Check it out. I think it's one of those episodes that the first episode is a pretty good representation of the show. And it does get better, I think, you know, at season three or four or five. It's like, but it's, it's pretty good all throughout the seven seasons. And, and you can really, you can get a taste of it right away. But that's that's one of my go-to rewatches. Bubbles. Oh, Bubbles! Bubbles loves his cats. He Who? Loves Bubbles. He's one of the main three. Oh. <laughs> and he loves kitties. Uh, this is a question I would not know the answer to. Something's so. fucky. <laughs> Something's fucky. <laughs> I think that sounds like Ricky. <laughs> Is it one of the more popular animes? I'm familiar with this name. 
long. I've never heard it, but that doesn't mean much. Part of me feels like I might have seen it on Cartoon Network, but to be honest, I get it. I'm getting it a little confused with others that looked kind of similar to that at the time. Gosh, you know, I feel pretty old thinking about the 2000s. Oh, please. Uh, what What were you going to say, Simon? I wasn't. Oh, I think you had started to say something. Uh, no. No, he chuckled. That's what yeah, he did. That's probably what it is. I'm okay. happy the, the lab has a Patrice reaction up. It's like the only other reaction channel wow. I think I've talked about. Before. It has a toy store that sells for it. It's pretty big in Asia. I need to watch more Patrice. I haven't seen. Was that you that linked? I something? see that link. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Face I, yeah, okay. I put it in my to watch list. So maybe that'll be one of my next. I haven't filmed a comedy thing in. The, in a little bit. Joe, I, I never saw Joe Dirt, and it's because I don't like David Spade that much. I think much it was mentioned just without, briefly. Without earlier. Chris Farley by his side, I wasn't, he's a little too snarky, and so I never saw Joe Dirt. Saving Silverman, I did like Jack Black was in it, and I love Jack Black. Um, I don't remember, Amanda Pete, I think, Jason Biggs. I, I think I remember liking it, but it not being. You know, it's not like Dumb and Dumber tier. You know, it's it was it was, it was all right. It was, I think I watched it a couple times. It's not saying much comparing it to Dumb and Dumber. Oh, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never watched Workaholics. I've seen it once or twice. I think I, I to me Workaholics was just I sh I wouldn't probably watched enough to diss on it. But from what little I saw, it was just like more juvenile almost. I think Trailer Park Boys. It sounds stupid because. It's probably the most juvenile show ever, but it, it, I think it's more mature because it feels more like grown dudes walking around, like smoking, drinking, talking shit, doing little crimes. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like for teenagers at all, really, even though I think teenagers totally love it. It feels more, a little mature to me for some reason. And, but again, I don't really know about workaholics, but I don't know of anything that's like Trailer Park Boys. I can't think of any show that's in the same realm. Of it feels like you're chilling with your friends, smoking weed, talking like. Oh, I love it. It lasted for a good while. I think the comedies from '01 though, Zoolander, I liked. We mentioned that. I think it's not great, but it, it was pretty good for like a popular comedy. And what was that other one? It Super seems to be really popular. Like, it seems to be very highly regarded. It's often yeah. mentioned. I think it is, it's It's worth returning to. I you know lots of comments. I don't think I ever saw it once because, you know. I think it's good. But yeah, it's not. Emilia Jovovich is in it too. It's one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, I didn't Zoolander. realize she was in that. It, yeah, she's got a little role, not a big role. Um, it's dumb, but it's fun. I like Zoolander. And Super Troopers was, I think, one of the. I really like a more like more a better comedy from that year that I like. Um, Every time I hear Super Troopers, I confuse it with Starship Troopers. <laughs> they're, <laughs> both they're both not the not the same thing at all. Okay. This isn't film or show related, but anybody here played Conqueror's Bad Fur Day? What? No, I remember that it, it it's a game. It's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a N64 game. Oh, did that? And that, out? yeah, like it was kind of one of the last, like that and Paper Mario were like the last 
like N64 games to come out this year. But Congress Bad um, Congress Bad Birthday has like this these crazy like references to pop culture. Like there's one level where you're kind of doing a Matrix thing, and then the other one is like a Saving Private Ryan D Day scene. Wasn't it he <laughs> like he cursed or something? Yeah, it was a it was a rare game. This is a company that worked for Nintendo, but they Don't took like Conger was supposed to be like a child. I'm not a family friendly video game character. Yeah, and then they, like he's cursing in this game. It's a kid's <laughs> game, and he's cursing. Nah, like, like it, 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 I guess they kind of wanted to do something different, so they kind of went with that style. Made him very like <laughs> vulgar and stuff. What was it rated? M. Oh. Okay. But. Oh, maybe it wasn't it, a kids game then. I guess it, it was. had the appearance of a kids game, but it was. I heard it's really good, but good night, scalpers be scalpers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't got even a find singing any poo in it. What? What? It's got a singing poo in it. Congress it's bad not. <laughs> Really? Yeah. It's, it's got some bosses. weird. It's got some crazy. Okay. Like there's, there's a, there's this <laughs> one time where he's talking to this big gigantic turd. <laughs> and it's and, and then this turd's like singing something and it's saying like some stuff blah 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 shitty something or other it's a crazy <laughs> game <laughs> okay yeah it sounds crazy Halo was also released in 2001 yeah, ah. Metal, Gear Solid oh, I... yeah Metal Gear Solid 2 came out and Final Fantasy 10 and Silent Hill 2 um Oh, video game time. Yeah. Yeah. All those classics that came out. And Wait, started... Grand Theft, did you say Grand Theft Auto 3 or was that last time? Uh, that was this year. That was this I, year. I think it came out this year. Because Grand, that was for me like one of the like high watermarks of video games in my life was Grand Theft Auto 3. Like, and it'd be up in the top five gaming experiences ever. I remember being at like a friend's house and he had it like an older brother of a friend and just watching him play it like holy shit you can do all this in that game like I've got mm-hmm. was that it. you or simon that put up the thing about terminator 2 and grand theft auto oh that was me that was okay. all right yeah um, I yet i put it in my <laughs> to be honest this was actually the first introduction this year was the first introduction to microsoft jumping into the console war yeah Sega was pretty much yeah, uh, Sega pretty much lost the game. Sega the only way they were going to survive was to actually... I forgot, the, the the CEO did something, or the founder of Sega did something. I mean, he ended up later passing away, but he used all his savings to pretty much save the company. But yeah, they, had, they, they couldn't make any more consoles by that point. Dreamcast died. Microsoft is pretty much the baby of the console wars because they right. started... They, I'm surprised... I mean, the Xbox lasted this long. I remember it came out like, dude, PlayStation is where it's at. It can't be. We can't have another PlayStation. It's still around, yeah. It's still, and yeah. so is they're both still here. I guess gaming's really taken off. It's just only it has. I was a PC gamer at the time, so I had my my. If I were to betting that, I'd bet on Xbox because they had both markets. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably smarter. It's <laughs> a PS2. Ended up beating them in that regard, like with the sales numbers. Yeah, I don't remember if Xbox. I think Xbox might have been second place. GameCube was like 
third. PS, PS2 is the best selling console of all time. Of all time. I, and really? I, remember, I time. actually, I got a PS2 that wow. Christmas because of Grand Theft Auto 3. That was, of all games in the world, that was the game I had. Because I remember it was Christmas, and I was like, all right, I think I'm getting a console. Which one do I want? It's got to be played. Because, you know, we had enough. I got a console, but we didn't have, like, two or three. It wasn't like the kids that had all the consoles. And I so the Dreamcast. we had the PS2. I, but Grand I, Theft Auto was the reason I got PS2. And also got Metal Gear Solid 2 that same Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's such an awesome game. Yeah, that game. Between those, oh man, that was a good Christmas, those two games. Um, but yeah, man, Grand Theft Auto was, it changed the game, it raised the bar so high. From yeah, what, that what was, was Rockstar. That? Oh man. I imagine PlayStation is the king, right? Well, I think it still holds that. Like, I know yeah, when it, it came to the PS2, Xbox, GameCube, PS1 was like at the top. Like, by the end of the PS2 era, it sold pretty much, a, like, ten times the amount than the Xbox or GameCube. Yeah. And, see, surprisingly, see, Nintendo was at the top. And then, you know, Sega came, and that was a competition. And then Sony decided to come, and they kind of started to catch up with Nintendo. And then, by, the, you know, the 21st century, PlayStation was pretty pretty much on top, but then they had the competition with uh, Microsoft, which was, you know, funny, this same year. So Sega, they pulled out of the console war, and Microsoft came in. And they were supposed to make some sort of deal with a new console, but that never happened. Yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. Do you guys um, remember, uh, Dulcimeris is asking if you guys remember the Atari Jaguar. I don't remember the Jaguar. I just remember the Atari, like the early with the joysticks and everything. It was meant to be a 64-bit console, but it chose cartridges rather than CDs. So it was kind of behind the times that way. Uh, and and Atari's, completely, yeah. Atari's yeah. completely over with now, right? It's completely out of uh, it. Uh, really? It's publishes games. Makes games. Oh, like Sega. It's gone to I, be a game. Yeah, I've seen them publish okay. titles. That's about yeah. it. It's, it's really a, a brand name more than anything nowadays. It's not mm. really. It features a lot in Black Lotus. <laughs> you see Blade the Rock. symbol all the time. Yeah. On the buildings, the billboards. I just feel like that's a little outdated. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what's in this universe? Atari oh is the number one biggest company. Oh, interesting. Nice. I had the super, I've had three consoles in my life: the Super Nintendo as a kid, PS2 as a teen, and then nothing. After I got rid of my PS2 when I was twenty, and then last year I got the Switch. So I went my whole adult life. I didn't have a console. You, but yeah, all you have now is the Switch. But now I play the Switch constantly. What do you play on the Switch? Super Fortnite. Smash? Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. I do have Super Smash Bros. I have played it not a lot. I actually play this game Streets of Rage 4 more often. It's really fun. Then maybe I need to add you on so we could have a live stream about playing Smash. We could try. You'd probably destroy me. Aurelia has uh, live streams about Smash. Uh, well, we could try it. They're fun. She, she destroys me. She pretty much kills anybody that she plays with in Smash. But see, that's what's cool about Smash. You've got all these iconic game characters that started from the 90s, early 2000s, and they just put, like, can you imagine, like, 
Cloud from Final Fantasy facing off against Mario in a Metal Gear Solid backdrop. Like, how is that possible? It's pretty sweet. Or, or Pac-Man and Mega Man. <laughs> okay, Simon. Oh, the Switch. Simon. <laughs> I would I would say to wrap up 2001, I would say it's a really good year for a lot of this content we talked about. The only downside was what happened in New York, which yeah, I was in work when I found out about it. And I'd, I'd never heard of the Two Towers before. You know, it just wasn't on my radar. Really? You never saw Not being American. Not being from the 1970s? Uh, it was a building, you know, and two then buildings. really yeah. two buildings, but like, I didn't really like pay attention to it. So famous than Empire State Building, you know, it's not like they were that famous. They were, yeah. they were there. Some towers. So yeah, I heard about it in work, and like, oh, plane crashed in the building. Okay, so what? And then right. I, like, but an hour later, there's another plane crashed into the building, and like, okay, something's going on. This is something, yeah, terrorism. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> you know, when it's terrorism, it's like, oh. More terrorism, it was only when I got home, like, holy fuck, it was a big deal. Like, I when I got up, the first plane had already hit, and I was brushing my teeth, and I had the radio on. And the Dr. Laura show was playing at the time because that was the state it was carrying Dr. Laura, and they interrupted her program to say a second plane hit the second tower. And I was like, oh. shit we've been we're being attacked in a big way and i ran upstairs woke everybody up and then of course the pentagon thing was happening then of course the plane in shanksville pennsylvania it was like Shoot. and i i kind of i kind of mark you know how you mark your life in different stages it's like mm -hmm. you mark your life let's say like so in my case like before marriage after marriage after the kids now it's like also before 9 11 after 9 11 <laughs> and now yeah. it's like before covid after covid it's like these big, huge things that have happened. That oh, she said it like was my day off. So much. My day off when the reports started coming in. I think I was 16, and I think being that age made it feel like it wasn't a big deal. Because when you're that age, you feel like the world is big and crazy and fast. And maybe it was just me. It's probably just me too, but it just felt like, uh. It felt like what I already expected the future would be like. So I was just kind of like, yeah, that's that's what happens. You know, like it wasn't yeah. surprising to me, even though it was like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It was also kind of like yeah. it wasn't like aliens have invaded or something unbelievable happened. It was like, right. well, I mean, like Oklahoma City was six years ago. Right. Like, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, that was a pretty big deal. And I remember that Timothy McVeigh was executed, I think, in 2001, shortly before. I, I think it was what, the that. summer. I think it was the summer before. And I remember, like, I, I remember, like, the, so, like, that year, I think George Bush made his decision about the, the stem cells or something. And I remember, oh, this was a big, huge news thing and and I, I remember like after 9-11 happened I was like wow I wish we could go back to thinking it was a big deal talking about these stem cells decision he had made you know because like after after 9-11 it was like oh everything has changed it's just never going to be the like same. that's that's the sad part about this year like there was a lot of great stuff that came out it's just that one day kind of marked the year as like 
something really bad. That's, that's just something you associate with that entire year. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I'm so happy what I did because, like, they weren't letting us out of school. And we were, like, me and my friends, you know, like, fuck this. We're not hanging out in school. So, like, we had cars at that time. We had just got turned 16 and got cars. So we, like, took off to go drive to my friend's house because his parents were at work and just hang out at his house. And I remember I had Atari Teenage Riot in my CD player in the car, which is just like this noise, fucking loud noise, industrial, like, ah, like, and I was blasting that in my car, driving down the road, like, we're in the future now, boys. Like, it's just crazy. And then I got home, or I got to my friend's house, and it was just like, such a beautiful day, 75 degrees. Uh, it was a gorgeous yeah. day. It was like flowers, the tree green, and we're just hanging out in the front yard. Like, guys, we're going to be fine. Like, it's a beautiful day. Mm. I mean, that, that was my experience of it. was like yeah. everyone else was freaking out. And to me, it was just like it was going to happen at some point. Like, I wasn't going to make it to 80 without this shit going down. Like, it just happened to happen today. So, it, and I remember in being in high school, going to school that week, the next day and that week, and people were like, we're going to join the army, fuck the Middle East. And just, it was kind of like, calm down. Like, it, it was embarrassing. For that anybody. was definitely a strong sentiment at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was just, some people got emotional about it and some people didn't. And I was one, I was making jokes the day of. I remember like, I was like, dude, in this war, like, we're going to be invading them, and they're going to be, like, their weapons are going to be hijacked planes, and they're just constantly going to be hijacked. Their weapons always and, were hijacked like, That's what they use, like, the that's battlefields. They, they were doing that long hijacked ago, yeah. planes crashing into tanks on the battlefield and shit, and it's like, we should, re who's doing airport security? We Like, we've lost 200 planes now. Like, I was cracking jokes. I was talking about, I was all cynical, like, so how long until they make a movie, guys? Like, at 10 years? It was five. You know, it, it was... I wasn't cynical enough. I, like, I was like, I, th I think 10 years we'll get a movie. In five years, we had two movies. Like... We had the one about the plane. Yeah. I remember we... Uh, I went to go see that with my husband. Um, and I used to devour 9-11 stuff. But now it just makes me too mad and sad. To, I mean, I was mad and sad at the time, but now it's just like too, it's like a, such an oppressive feeling. I just can't, it, because, and I also remember that day my husband had the Spanish news on and they don't, they don't really hide too much. Yeah. So they do a lot of stuff up close and they were zooming in on people falling out, you know, jumping out of the tower, but zooming in close. I yeah. remember what people were wearing. Oh. And it was just like, oh, and I remember this woman, I never forgot, like she had a scarf and it came off of her as she jumped and it was floating above her. I mean, just like this, such a weird, just a really strange image in my brain yeah. that I can't get out of my head. But, I and too. Sorry. no, I, I was just going to say, and my brother Matt was, was uh, going away to college and my mom and dad had gone off with them. So we were separated. And of course, you can't, you, you're trying to call and the towers were just like overwhelmed and you, the phone service wasn't working. And it was scary because you, you, you mean the whole, like everything was not working right there? It was day? very difficult to get through to oh, make man. phone calls. I, could I don't not remember that. Of, I couldn't get a hold of mom and dad. I couldn't get a hold of um, Amaman Apapa. And 
it was it was scary because then we're hearing reports too about well the state department and then the capital you know and 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 it was just and you just didn't know what the heck well what's what's going to be next you know it was it was quite it was quite scary at the time i remember within hours on the news they were well maybe within six or eight hours they were already being like reports are in we think it might be this osama bin laden dude and, you know what? Yeah, right. And I remember being like, that was really fast. Like, well, is, did he take credit or how did you guys I already don't, know? Like, you know what's weird about Osama bin Laden? The Sunday before it happened, I remember Arturo, we are at Buddy and Deanna's house. And it was a Sunday morning and they used to have this, this little magazine in the newspaper, the Sunday newspaper called Parade Magazine. And... I like to read it because it had like little articles or whatever. And I remember there was this little tiny part inside the, inside the, like the little magazine. And it was talking about how the army was dropping these match these like um, matches, you know, match cases or whatever over the area, like either Afghanistan or something offering a reward for turning, for getting or turning in Osama bin Laden or helping them capture Osama because he was already wanted by that point. He was like on their watch list. And then like two days later, this happened. It was like, holy crap, that's so weird. Yeah. To see that in such a short amount of time. I don't know, it's just crazy. Man, yeah, the love... messages. Oh, and the calls from the planes. Oh, those just kill me. Yeah. They're haunting to be on my conspiracy theory. If you guys want to hear it. Oh, dear. I've heard so many conspiracy theories about this. Wow. I made up my own because everything I've read about is stupid. I mean, not everything. I've read a lot of smart shit that proves, like, I mean, Tower 7 is proof enough that there's a lot of shady shit going on behind the scenes leading up to that day. Um, but what I think is interesting in this, I, like, constantly would look for other people who had had this thought that I'd had, and I could, like, never find it. So this is my thought. But I think I'm probably onto something. You should write a book, Colin. Yeah, I'm writing a book, but it's not had to do with this. <laughs> um, but You're really like, looking to get counseled, aren't you? I'm looking to get what? Counseled? Counseled. Canceled. Oh, man, I wish I was saying, I would be pushing that envelope all the time, because it's like, I'll just be what I am, which is nobody. Like, you three know who I am. I have a friend or two, my mom and dad. Like, who, how can I be, can't, you know, I just say what I want. <laughs> so, it's like, uh, my be job. Be free, be free, fly free. My job don't give a fuck, like, call center <laughs> shit, you know, like, I have nothing, like, shouldn't, don't say you have nothing to lose, you find out what you got to lose. But what I'm saying is my conspiracy theory is, um, I was really fascinated or just curious with what would we call this? Cause you know, growing up, I was like, when are we going to have our Pearl Harbor? When are we going to have our big crazy moment? You know? And then I was thinking, what would it be referred to at, you know, after the fact, cause September 11th happened. And I remember thinking like, what are we going to call this? You know, what, what's going to be the, the lingo for the, the shorthand for this. And I remember also because I was thinking that I would, I noticed how quickly everyone started calling it just September 11th attacks, the September 11th attacks, just that became the default. And I was almost like, it's like, they're just defaulting that. And then that's what we're just going to call it, I guess. And then that became nine 11, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just, 
that's what it is. That's how we refer to that event is mm-hmm. 9-11-1. And yeah. the lizard brain, which is underneath <laughs> the logical smart brain, like your survival instincts, you know, the the your survival, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. I've been, ref- I've referred to the lizard brain a lot over the past few yeah. years during this not, pandemic. But, not, but you know what I mean? Not, yeah. the, uh, not the New World Order lizard people. I'm talking about the the, the lizard brain, the fight or flight, the fear, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. There's it, lizards among us. It responds more to symbols than words. It's simple and dumb like that. And if you are you thinking nine one one because like the emergency yeah, nine one exactly yeah nine one one nine dash one one it turns those symbols this meaning author authority you know, emergency, police, authority, danger, terror is the same Uh in the young people's brain that grew up in this world. So now basically it's psyops because real power is owning the brains of young people. And that's, to me, that's what's up. People talk about all this other bullshit. They're not cynical or far thinking enough. It's psyops is what's going on in the 21st century. And to me, 9-11 is clearly a part of that because it's just make all the young people associate terror with authority. And then we control them with fear. And it's clear as day. It's not just young people that can be controlled by fear. Sure. No, sure, sure. Yeah. It'll get the old. But I'm saying get, yeah. them, while, get them while that symbology is, impressionable. is from get them. You train both those symbols from the young age all the way up. And now it's like so to me, it's it's obvious, like, it's, maybe I shouldn't say obvious. That's what's going on. It's really dark, fucked up shit. And it's gonna, it's heading to an even more dark, fucked up world. And, like, to me, all the other conspiracy shit is not even close to how. <laughs> just, and just. I know people say that, but to me, it, if you really see how I do, you can do <laughs> anything because they know, I know what they know, which is that no one will listen to me. I won't change anything. They, I pose zero threat to them. And actually allowing people like me to just say whatever is almost better than trying to cover it up. Because it's just honestly, I would say almost 99% of people wouldn't agree with this, or even if you showed them. And so I, people like me, we're such a minority that we don't pose a threat. And so I'm just kind of interesting... I think it's, I'm curious if they did take me out, I'd be like, whoa, you guys are, you don't have a handle on this. Like I thought you did. Because you know? <laughs> to me. It'll be you and my mom. They go, my mom is all into stuff. I mean, she is like hooked. Should I play, should I play the X-Files music right now? No, don't no, 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 no. <laughs> <Focus laughs> your theory. There's just a lot of, humans are dumb and. A lot of just crazy shit. Did you see what Joe said, Colin? <laughs> I know. I'm probably. <laughs> no. Based on your no. theory, I have one question. Can What's I have it? your dealer's number? Yeah. <laughs> it's legal here, man. It's that's got, some fucking stoner shit. I got Are my dealer. <laughs> I know it's super. And the more time that goes by, the more I'm like, I think I am just kind of. There's a pipe. These are pipe thoughts. But there's something really dark. It's something like it feels like a cool movie. Yeah, I know this probably I'm hyping it because it feels cool, but I also do think shit is way darker than 
most people are. I think able, there's a lot of things people able to understand. Yeah, I think authority it. is way dumber than you give it credit for. I think that's Perhaps. it. I do they agree didn't. with that. That's I where think I'm there's going. a lot that goes on that that's the gray from people, area. but at the same time, like like you said, yeah, that's the gray area for me because on the one hand, it's impossible that I'm one of the smartest people. Like I know for sure that there's so many people smarter than me that have power, but on the other hand, like that also kind of shows that maybe I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 but on Simon's point, yeah, a lot of people who have authority are way dumber than you would expect. Like you were, you're kind of thinking. Yeah, and it's scary too, because they're in charge. Right. But <laughs> then I do think there are people who have, I think those people actually maybe don't matter because I think there are people of power and they just, who are also smart and cunning and they just use those other people. Yeah. You know, anyone who has authority that doesn't know how to use it is is getting used by someone cunning. Is how I think the world works. But there, it's there's a it's a huge gray area, right? There's so many things going on that it's hard to just narrow it down. Okay. I love that. I love getting to share my crazy ideas. We started off on a sad and depressing note, and we're ending <laughs> on one, aren't we? Well, so, well I did want to bring us back to one thing. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> the, well, I was just going to say to wrap it up. Um, yeah, like I, I know that one day kind of made this year like yeah gloomy, but if we could at least appreciate the fact that this year gave us a lot of interesting stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm impressed with with what this year put out. I, mm-hmm. I really am, and I didn't expect to be as much as I was. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. Uh... Peter Jackson was like, oh, fuck. When he saw the two towers fall. Knowing that was coming next, you know? I was, I really thought they were going to change the title. I was like, there's no way. I'm glad they didn't, though. They're going to release the two towers. Right. Well, because some people were thinking that that was a reference to the towers. Right. That was, Um, but yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it affected it. It did. It did affect pop culture. Like I mentioned before, uh, they changed. They, the Twin Towers were supposed to be in Metal Gear Solid 2. They took that out. It was in it Spider-Man. Was a, there was a Spider-Man game for the PS1 where he was facing a villain on top of one of the Twin Towers. That was changed. When the movie uh, as well. Yeah, the movie. But then they also... Yeah, Spider-Man. The movie Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was something. Oh yeah, they pushed one of Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan's films back. Which one? I, I, I you mentioned it. You were the, the one that. Well, brought, I don't they, remember what it was called. Was I didn't it they, Christopher Nolan. I don't. Was it a Chris? Uh, they pushed. I thought it was Arnold's another movie. Christopher Nolan movie. They and pushed, they pushed Arnold's it. movie back. Oh, maybe that, that was what damage. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it also... did affect. Also, what? There was a conspiracy theory around the game Deus Ex because it was set in New York. It's kind of all about conspiracy theories and everything like that. And it didn't feature the two towers. It also came out slightly before. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, that's just, you know, that just, it took too much to render. That's a big yeah. couple buildings, yeah. you know, it's safe yeah. data space. But yeah, it did affect it a little bit. And that's why they gave Cowboy Bebop an R rating was because of that. Because it was about that. Well, like, kind of like related bio, to her. Uh, bio 
a bio attack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, freaking you know, People at the airport get to see your junk. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> it's crazy. If you can even, if you can even fly. Find because... it. Sorry. That's maybe just me. <laughs> but I still, I still look at 2001 as a really good year for pop culture. Yeah, I mean, it has a ton of stuff. It's almost like for better or for worse, it's kind of, I feel like they're starting to see more of the corporate franchising kind of start taking over. Like, maybe I'm just because I'm seeing Harry Potter and... Well, then there's also like, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And I mean, then the next, I think next year is like Jason Bourne. Those movies started up. But then like with... Um, they're not as big of a deal, but... Monsters Inc., like the Pixar, mm -hmm, Pixar. Mm -hmm. animated kids movies, like yeah. movies started coming in. And it just, it felt like this was kind of the start of where it all started to feel kind of samey in a way that is not always bad, but it, it's, it's a, I don't like know. Like cliche, like just kind of been there, done that sort of. It's kind of like they've, Hollywood, the big Hollywood corporate studio conglomerate just started refining their thing. In, in this decade, it, it, you see it by, from like 2001 to 2011. Actually, now you it, I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. We were talking about uh, sort of woke culture. And you were saying people really don't know how to navigate the internet. I think it's basically the corporate agenda that is driving all that. It's not so much that they are overtly promoting it it's just the medium is the message because you're on these platforms there is a tendency to align with corporate values mm -hmm. because you could get kicked off you could get sort of deplatformed mm -hmm. so people sort of tried to align themselves with the values that these tech giants project even though right. they claim to be leftist but like why would sort of a multinational be anything but right wing in right. terms of monetary policy but yeah that's what i think it is yeah it's we have a long ways to go and who knows if we'll have time to get there but i felt like most things started to get really generic by the 2010s like the, like once you get into the 2010s and then 2015 comes around that's when like you, you kind of start to lose a bit of originality on a lot of films like the 2000s was probably the last decade to have like really good, decent, and mostly original, and then 2010 comes around, and it's it just ain't been there. Like you know, sequels started to come out more. You know, nothing was I like. Think, new. I mean, it still exists. It's just like it just it feels all in the background of the. Yeah, like of like these sequels, like you know, yeah, Star Wars, um, Jurassic World, <laughs> and what like. Like that's always the top ten, top twenty movies. It's like the same. It's a different version of the same ten or twenty movies that you saw the year before, and the year before, and the year before. But yeah. every once in a while, there'll be something that's really like different and outside the box. Well, Guy Guy Ritchie has impressed me. Quentin Tarantino has impressed me. Like those two, definitely originality written all over. Yeah, I would go and see any of their movies. Yeah. I think Edgar Wright's pretty good too. He's made an impression on me as well. I know. I almost. I'm gonna rent that uh, movie soon. <laughs> it's not in Soho. I almost rented that. Yeah. Time. Oh, it, it's 
is pretty dang good. I was. Wait, what director is this again? What did he direct? The guy who did Last Night in Soho. He also did Baby Driver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't he do something else too? Or am I mistaken? The Cornetto trilogy. The what? The Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good. I love Shaun of the Dead. I'm looking forward to 2002. There's a lot of other big movies. Thank you to everybody. See um, everybody. And fun. yes, Arturo needs to watch The Ring for sure. Watch more movies. It's like See Fatal you guys. Watch Have a, a movie. good one. Woohoo. Watch a movie. Oh, watch Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs>